It was the final voyage of America's mightiest battleship. What's on this helicopter? This little sweetheart. Miss July 89. God, I love this business. I love you. The party was wild. Love you today. They really knocked them dead. Imagine this arsenal of tactical nuclear weapons falling into the wrong hands. The Pentagon never did. Four minutes ahead of schedule. Damn, I'm good. Now, a team of terrorists have taken over. Wake up the president. But there's just one thing they didn't count on. The cook. Are you like some special forces guy or something? No, I'm just a cook. Oh my god, we're gonna die. This is not the work of a cook. I want you to coordinate your efforts with us. Yes, sir. I see that you completely disobeyed my orders. Roger that. Ryback is an ex-seal. Expert in martial arts. Explosives. Stand fast! Weapons and tactics. I also cook. The Nimitz is tracking two tomahawks just launched from the Missouri. Where are they headed? Honolulu. Happy trails. Steven Seagal. I know you, don't I? Tommy Lee Jones. Been a long time. Under siege. It served a purpose in European vacation. It did. It did. <laughs> I didn't know they showed him. I think I've only seen the TV cut of the original oh, vacation. Yeah, no. Beverly D'Angelo's boobs in 1982. Forget about mm-hmm. it. What movie are we talking about now? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Under boobs. Licking Walgreens bags? Yes. Hey, welcome to Licking Walgreens bags. <laughs> Licking Walgreens Carter. bags. Get out of here, Walgreens. <laughs> uh. TC, the saboteur cat. Yes. The very busy right now licking a Walgreens bag. So the soundboard is working it straight away today. Yeah, We're already ahead her. of last episode by 10 minutes. We are. That's because I finished the movie slightly earlier. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. When I got here to set up for the podcast, we're about one minute away from rolling credits. So I watched it's it. About, perfect. I watched it about four hours ago. So this is very fresh in our minds. It was another busy weekend for me. It's a, it's sometimes it's hard to fit a movie in, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, yeah. When you're an amateur comedian, boy, sometimes you just work all weekend. And I'm an, I'm an amateur professional. I'm a professional amateur, Alex. Uh, I'm a, right. also a professional amateur. That's the correct way to word it. Yes. Oh snap! TC's right. going crazy. TC is all hepped up on Walgreens bags now. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> She's going crazy, folks. Uh, what's the name of our podcast? This podcast you are now listening to is called let's ruin our childhood let's ruin our childhood that's what we're doing ruining our childhood what do we watch uh, uh we watched a uh, film by a uh, popular american actor named steven seagal called under siege under siege indeed his most popular movie a 1992 classic which i don't 
This movie's not one that gets played on cable like you like it should, you know? I think it did back in the day. It, mu- it must have been a while ago, because I, I have not seen this in quite a long time. It's been on HBO recently. I know, I recorded it yeah. off HBO. I had, I caught a f- couple minutes of it the other day, and I was, was about like, to plunk oh, yeah. down $4 again from Amazon for this goddamn movie, but luckily, <laughs> I thought ahead, checked it out, sure enough. Uh, I broke a rule, a podcast rule, Alex. Oh, no. Because uh, I own this movie. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I guess do. you do still have your DVD collection right there. Those probably, we'll probably get I do. several and of those. There was a Did time, you know that you had it? Did you, you? I knew that I had it. Okay. There was a time when I lived in Minnesota where I came home every weekend, but I didn't have anything to do on Fridays. And I came home to hang out with a girlfriend every weekend. Ooh. And on Thursdays, I would rent... Or not rent. I would go to Walmart and buy like three movies from the five dollar bin. Yeah, and watch them once, and generally never really watch them again. Right. Although I remember liking this movie. This was quite a long time ago, and I liked this movie. And I'm going to be honest, I liked it again. You did not see this in the theater originally. No, I remember very much seeing this in the theater. I would have been eleven. Ah, uh, that's there's true. a difference. I was. Uh... Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I remember watching at a friend's house, and I remember those sweet, sweet boobies. Oh, yes. <laughs> Finally. Is this the first movie we've watched so far that had boobs in it? Uh, Howard the Duck. Uh, I don't want to know. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Howard the Duck had two sets oh, of duck God, tits. Duck boobs. Yes. Yeah. But is this the first one with human breasts? Yeah, is it? Well, there was that scene in uh, in a... Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where that lady pulls her tits out and the guy <laughs> shrinks them. It was, yeah. He rides around on her nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that scene. I loved that when I was seven. That was a great scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. There wasn't any. I'm, I'd be very surprised if there was none in Running Man. Uh, there was not. Uh no, um what uh, what's your name was in a a, a a teddy for no reason when she was exercising. But. That's right. Uh, let me slip into something more comfortable for exercise. Um, so yeah, lingerie. So, uh, we got to see boobs for the first time. And Toll and I were talking about this a minute ago. Like back pre-internet, when you're a kid, your only shot at seeing boobs was in a PG-13 or rated R movie. They show boobs in PG-13 movies, probably not. That gets you. Yeah, wrong. man. And uh. Pre PG thirteen, well, yeah. airplane. There was boobs in airplane, and that was PG. Yeah, back then. But this, your only shot to see boobs would be to, to see it in a movie, and uh, this is one of the movies where it was like, oh, I will it was very exciting. Yes, which I did more than anything else in the entire movie, without question. Uh, but I still, I gotta say, I I liked it. Uh, this was this came out in '92. Uh, Steven Seagal's first movie was uh, uh, Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill, and that came out in '88. So four years later, this came out. So this the this was the height of Steven Seagal. Yes, big time. And this was the peak. Yes, I mean it was the height, the peak, the height. Same thing, Alex. Jeez, same day. Come on, yeah. It was the height of Steven Seagal. It and only, it's... After this one, he started wearing the Indian coat. 
and we yeah. were all Native American and things went real crazy real fast. Yeah, the fringes. Like, I was looking at his timeline. <laughs> yeah, lots of fringe. His widow's peak got huge out of nowhere. <laughs> Did he even have a widow's peak in this movie? Yeah. Did he have a he had a ponytail, right? No, this is the one he didn't have a ponytail. Oh man, just slick back. Nope. Well he had to slick back, but no yeah. ponytail, yeah. Because the Navy, you can't. I wore the, the ponytail in the ponytail. video for nothing. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I, bu- I bought a two dollar discount theatrical shop ponytail for no goddamn reason. Yeah, but now you own it. And- I do. Thank God. It'll come in handy. I'm sure. I bet it will. I can use it as a merkin. <laughs> there you go. Like I need one of those. Yeah. Well, if you <laughs> if you do your joke and you shave down everything. <laughs> yes. Then the market would come in handy. Yes, I have a pube joke. Admittedly, good size baby penis. It is good size. For all right, we're getting nowhere fast. Here. We are. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> all right, so uh, I I remember seeing this in the theaters in 1992. Shout out to the Story City Theater. I absolutely saw this movie there, and I loved it. It was a huge hit at the time. It was another yep. one of these movies kind of swept the country. Everyone was everyone got Steven Seagal crazy. Well, like we were discussing before we started discussing in microphones, uh, action movies used to be what superhero movies are now. Yeah, the at the end of the nineties, into the eighties, into the nineties. That's when these action movies and action stars were we couldn't get enough of them. Yep. That's when Bruce Willis is doing Die Hard. Sylvester Stallone had been doing a bazillion movies. Tons of movies. Arnold Schwarzenegger, John Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal. Steven I mean, think Steven Seagal movies has had a fairly lengthy career, and when you watch him act, and as entertaining as I found this movie, yeah, the dude is a terrible actor. He's a really bad. Which actor. is like, how good did he have to be at other things? To be for them to be like, you know what? This is the guy for us, and he's like in weird shape, like he's like not r- ripped. This he's movie not- is probably the best shape he was in and in his movies. Yeah, and he's like he's wearing a uh, a white beater for a yeah. large section movie. And you're like, yes, totally. Like not really super out of shape, but pretty yeah. pretty pretty uh, uh, smoothed over. You know, definitely no rippling muscles to be seen. No, not at all. Uh. Uh-uh. We outdo him. Huh? I mean, I wouldn't want to fight Steven Seagal, but we're both. We could beat Steven Seagal in a fight. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Number one, he's horrendously out of shape (laughs) currently. And number two, I don't think he actually knows any sort of martial art for real. Dude, he's like, why the hell else would they let him be in movies? I know. (laughs) And when I think back to when this movie came out, I can remember how cool he seemed. And he seemed like a very zen, like... Like it, it, it worked back then. Yeah, His and the way he reacts to everything in the movie. Hush tones. It's like, hey, I'm really Casey say, Ryback. I don't really emote. No. Just talk like this. But even in this movie, when he smiles, you're like, ooh, yeah. don't do, don't do that anymore. You look like a weirdo. Well, he never does. He never, he never yells. He never smiles. He talks like this. Yeah. Generally, he has the same look on his face. He does. But then every once in a while, he gets into this southern accent, and then it just goes like away. Like a Creole. <laughs> it makes, yeah. Yeah. Like, are you from New Orleans? Yeah. What is your story supposed to be? I don't know. It's just, it's Steven Seagal being Steven Seagal. What, what, was, what did we watch last week? 
Oh, Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think really hard. I couldn't remember. I couldn't. I, I was like, I hope Alex knows. That movie was Robin Williams being Robin Williams. And Steven Seagal is, you know, like, it's like all these action guys are just themselves. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. They're just being, they're not creating a character. No. They're not like Daniel Day-Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where it's Very like much. you're creating a character yeah. and embodying it. These movies are the same yes. guys be like, hey, I'm going to blow some <laughs> yes. shit up. And Steven gonna, Seagal more so than all definitely. of them. Definitely. And like I said, it, it worked back in the day. Now you watch it, you're like, what, the, what is this? What's happening here? Is yeah. this guy supposed to be like this? Is he autistic or something? Yeah. Nah, he just talks in hush oh. tones oh, with yeah. a weird southern accent that don't make no sense. <laughs> and then disappears and he talks very calmly. Almost like he wants to be Asian or something. He wants to be Very Asian. much so. The, he's totally got that thing going on. Didn't he go through a whole and he used to wear frame where he would just wear like the black? Yeah, like yeah, like like the black, almost a gi. Yeah, yeah. Like gis and yeah. kimonos around yeah. with a ponytail. like the button all the way up to his chin. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he have? I think uh, he had a couple of albums too. I think he like plays guitar like a blues guitar player. No, and, really, and he was a cop too. Like, a, didn't he have a cop show? Yeah, he, he had a reality show fairly recently. What a weirdo. Where he was a cop in like Alaska or Texas or something. Oh, you know what? I think it was Louisiana. Oh. Maybe he is from. He must be. So maybe he's. In fact, there's no way he's putting on that there's accent. No way we can, there's no way we can figure this out. He's. <laughs> Pick up my goddamn phone. Also, there's no way Steven Seagal is putting on an accent. That thing just goes in and out maybe by accident. That, maybe so. It's Yeah, you're right. I couldn't. Give him enough props as an actor to believe that he's oh. actually. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Told us peed his pants. <laughs> now he spilled about three ounces of his drink on his wiener. <laughs> yes, it was quite chilly. <laughs> Told makes a mean drink. I do. That's it's why only these podcasts the first one three hours long. Because <laughs> we we I don't know if this one will be. Uh, I don't think so. We have a live podcast coming up this weekend. We got to save some juice for Saturday. We'll we do. We got it. We got it. Saturday, July 15th at 9 o'clock at Lefty's Live Music in Des Moines, Iowa. Good no job. big deal. No big deal. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the movie begins. There's credits. There's a boat. Hold he, on. Okay. I just got on Steven Seagal's IMDb page. <laughs> he clearly wrote the description for himself. <laughs> I'll just read the first paragraph. paragraph. Steven Seagal is a striking and somewhat boyishly handsome, often with ponytail, action star who burst onto the martial arts film scene in 1988 with a fast-paced Warner Brothers film, Above the Law. And then it goes on for several pages after that. Uh, A striking and somewhat boyishly handsome action star. Striking and boyishly handsome? (laughs) Why would you? (laughs) That's the first sentence. I guess he is I mean, he does he's look kind of. He's very smooth. Yes. I mean that. I would give him boyish. I tell you what. In the late '80s, a slick back hair with a little ponytail. Oof. <laughs> Panty dropper. Yes, because everyone's Big like, time. "This guy's probably got some cocaine." Exactly. <laughs> yes. This guy's definitely a cokehead. Yes. <laughs> Did he? Dry, is he in a convertible? All right. Cool. Grab the mirror. We're hanging out with Steve. All right, let's uh, let's take the dive. Let's, All right, let's dive into this bitch. Movie begins. Credits rolling. Ship sailing. Battleship. B- 
battleship. We are informed that it's the USS Missouri, although Alex said it's actually the USS They use the USS Alabama. And they use some real footage of real ships, the real president. Yeah, George Bush. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. But I know it's the first thing I thought of. So uh, there's a lot of aerial shots of this battleship, blah, blah, blah. And then they cut to um, the command center inside of the ba- the battleship. And yes. And this is top crew. Uh, top cruise. Woo, here we go, guys. <laughs> it was Top Gun esque. Yes. Where it's like you know very dark, bright displays. No one was sweating at all. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd notice that. Because not it was a, a not even a little bit of person. Not this, even a shininess. This billion dollar ship had some AC yeah, in this it. This one had an air conditioner yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony Scott wasn't going missed him again in the background. <laughs> yes, he's not glistening enough. No. <laughs> all right. So yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So we cut to the interior of the battleship. Yes. Um, um, there he's he's walking in. Everybody's saying, uh, "Where's your wife?" For some reason, they never come back to that. Where's your wife? Where's your wife? But they're all excited to see him. They, uh, he's a clearly beloved character on and, this ship. And what is he wearing in this first scene? Uh, the black, a black yeah, kimono. Yeah. Well, it's like a cooking jacket. Uh, it was a chef's jacket. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It was all You're black. You're the chef. I know. There are, I mean, <laughs> it, it, sort of, but it seemed like. It's got a lot of buttons. Yeah. No. I, no. It's just a. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. That's a chef's it's jacket. Like a shirt. No, it's not a chef's jacket. No, wait. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it looks like it's just a. I don't know. Black yeah. Shirt anyways. Um. So they're all like, hey, Casey. Oh, that's how he talks. That's hey, how, I'm yeah. Casey. But he's like bullshitting down yep. with all the sailors. Oh, yep. Uh, everybody knows him. Uh, he sees cue ball. He knows everyone. He's got a great rapport on the ship. He's a well-respected guy, but all he is is a, is a cook. He's a cook. Yep. Um, then we cut to, oh, my God, Gary Busey's in this movie. He sure is. And I completely forgot he was in this movie. Oh, and he's full on wackadoo Gary Busey in yeah, this. Before he was really full on wackadoo in real life. Yes, yeah, so when he was just acting like he was crazy, <laughs> yes. but not seriously an insane yes. person. It's, and it's actually striking to see him in this. You're like, oh, he had it all together. Oh yeah. He does. I mean, he acts as he just chooses scenery in this movie. Like he acts yes. his ass off. And, and uh, but. Now, like that guy, no longer exists because he got in a motorcycle accident and got brain am- brain damage. Yes. So yes. Uh, but when you watch him, this, you're like, oh yeah, he was a good actor, and uh, yeah, although sane, he made me, sane. I, yeah, he was off putting as he was supposed to be. Yes, he was. So a real I was going to say, movie. yeah, and he really was. Yeah. Uh, it's the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. It's the USS Missouri. Yeah. They're going to dismantle the ship, and they're having a ceremony. Before the ship heads from San Francisco to Hawaii, yeah, to be I think they be or vice versa. Oh, no, it's just gonna, it, yeah, I was gonna go up to Hawaii. To yeah, be, Dude, they're gonna dismantle it. Yeah, because that's where they signed uh, the Japan surrendered on the Missouri. Yeah, Miss, or the Missouri, and they use the USS Missouri as in revenge for Pearl Harbor stuff like that. Yes, after and they explain some of this stuff and. I don't know. I just got off work and I watched this. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to the captain's uh, captain's quarters. Yeah. Do we? Does that happen yet? 
does he talk? Because we find out that they're going to have a, they're bringing in a helicopter. Yeah, that's part of this scene. I, uh, <laughs> uh, we kinda, uh, we went, we I went see around. why people like this podcast so much. It's real. Because you and I are going, um, what happened next? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they're going to have a surprise party for the captain. Yes. And Gary Busey has, is bringing in a helicopter that the captain is not, has not approved. They're going to have a surprise party for Yes, him. they're going to have a surprise party for the captain, a birthday party. Gary Busey is like second in command on the ship or third? Yes. I think he's the XO. He's, yeah. What, right. Yeah, which is second in command, yeah. I believe. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then, so the guy running the ship is like, oh, you can't. We have to tell the captain. He's like, well, it's for a surprise party. Like, I okay. know, which is hilarious. So like, oh, so everything you've been taught in the military, everything that's been written right. into you as far as chain of command, yes. nothing goes above that. Chain of command or else all else fails. Some guy walks up. He's like, hey, it's a surprise party. So you shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> Very much so. Just that, it, just that easy. But then immediately, all Gary Busey is in the captain's quarters. The captain has found out about this. And he's like, you're trying to bring a helicopter in without my, without my say-so? He's like, yes, sir. The admiral wanted us to. So, oh, is that what he says? Yeah. Mm. The admiral wanted it to be a surprise. And they talk, and he explains what they were doing, and that they were going to bring in some food and whatever. Yeah. And he says, well, you still act surprised. Because it, right. it was the admiral that wanted us to do this. Right. Which, <laughs> wink. It wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And the captain's like, okay, fine. And then other stuff happens in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then Uh, we cut to, so then uh, we cut to the kitchen where Steven Seagal is, is in his full white chef. He has the chef, the tall, I forget what it's called, the stupid chef hat. Oh, yeah. Chef jacket. What is the point of that, by the way? Uh, Chef? I don't know, never understood that. It's a French thing. I don't know. But why does it have why is it tall with like the thing, the muffin top thing on it? It was a style at the time. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't it, I me- it's one of those things I meant to Google and uh I'm already in the middle of a podcast right now. So I <laughs> Otherwise I would. So Anyways. yeah, they're down there hanging out and dancing and having a having good time. Having a great time. Again, everyone like Steve I think we may have skipped beloved. this part before the captain and Gary Busey part. Because they're down there, and another guy that's ahead, that's above Steven Seagal, comes down there and says, we're bringing in some food. I don't think we've got there yet. Isn't that before the captain's quarters? I don't know. Yeah, it is, right? Maybe. Because they're bringing in some food, and Steven Seagal's like, yeah, I, 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 no fucking I'm cooking way. for the captain, yeah. and that's it. Right. And I'm not doing it. And if it's a surprise, I'm still cooking for the captain. Yeah. And then, the captain's quarters, I don't know, and then Gary Busey goes down to the kitchen uh, yes, area yes, yes, yes. and is like... You're not cooking. Yeah, you're not cooking, you dumb fuck. He yeah. gets real mad and crazy. Because they're supposed to be, they're supposed to all dismiss and go meet at the mess hall at a certain time and not cook anymore. Yes. And Gary Busey obviously does not like Steven Seagal. No, they hate each other. Yeah, they're enemies. They're. Along with, it seems to be, with the exception of the captain, 
all the higher up personnel are not fans of Casey Ryback. Yes. And with good reason. And he's not fans of them because they all seem to suck yep. very much. But the lower guy comes down and has told them that they can't cook. He says bullshit. Then the captain, whatever. Then Gary Busey comes down and he's like, you're not cooking. Yeah. And he loogies in the booyah base. Oh, that's right. He's been working all day. Yeah. Yep. So I got a little flavor. Yeah. Hawks and spits loogie. in it. And then he says, you got to lock. Send him to the brig. And uh, Steven Seagal says, you have to notify the captain if you're sending anyone to the brig. Yep. <laughs> and I gave Steven Seagal a cooler voice than he even has there. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. And uh, and he's like, you're right. Put him in the meat locker. Yep. And they do. They lock him in they there. Lock him in the, in the walk-in. And then they put like a knife sharpener yep. in there to Effectively lock. Effectively yep. trapping him. And they tell this guy, guard him. Don't let him out no matter what he says. Don't listen to him. I got to go talk to the captain, blah, blah. They leave. Yep. And then uh, there's a scene right around, I think it's right before this, where this guy walks out with a Playboy magazine. Yes. Weird. Like, it is a weird cut, as weird as it sounds. All of a sudden, the guy's walking out. He's like, hey, ooh, Miss July, 1989. She's going to be, she's coming to the ship for the party. She's going to be the secret for the captain. Yep. And it's like, okay, yeah, uh, is this how the Navy works? I feel like this is not how the Navy works. Also, can you just hire Playboy Playmates to strip? Oh, I'm sure. Back, I suppose. More than just I suppose. Depending on what, how bad their drug problem is. <laughs> you think so? Oh, I think for sure. So. Uh, Probably not, I, no, but okay. you know, I'm not yeah. trying to disparage no. ladies like taking no, no. their clothes off. That's, that's, you know. No, to each their own. Sure. Right. <laughs> Man, there's a lot. We're talking a lot about this movie, Alex. It's and the funny thing is, I was watching this and like with each new movie we watch, I'm like, there's just really nothing to talk about here. This is not going to work. Yeah, but you know, we're already 20 minutes in, and we're about two minutes into the movie. So right, that's true. It's the magic. Of it Let's drove ruin me our childhood. They were talking about uh, they're going to Hawaii. This drove me crazy. Gary Busey kept saying Hawaii. <laughs> Why? Why did he keep saying that? Uh, I was like, is that, is there, are you German? Why are you saying Hawaii? Do Hawaiians say that? Hawaii, uh, um, maybe? I don't know. That is weird. I, weird it choice. was really annoying me. Uh, so now all this has happened. Oh, He's locked in the meat locker. Yep. Then we cut to uh, a helicopter. Yes. Where all the entertainment is apparently loaded into yep. to fly aboard. Um, where's the stripper? There are several caterers in gray jackets who look very suspicious. Yes, and then there's wacky Tommy and Lee Jones. Wacky Tommy Lee Jones, who I guess is trying to be like, uh, what's his name from the Rolling Stones? Keith Richards. Yeah, kind of trying like. Then there was a, you forget that Tommy Lee Jones is all stoic all the time now. Yes, but he used to play some crazy mofos. He was really good in this. Yes, and that, and that used to be his thing was being. He was Two Face. Yeah, he was this guy. He was other crazy guys. <laughs> was he? <laughs> All the others. <laughs> but then he did Men in Black. Say, and you're like, now he's I think stoic. Turn the corner. Yeah. And also, well, after this is when um, the Fugitive came out, and he was well, he's more. I wouldn't say stoic in that, but he wasn't stoic because he was chatty as hell in that movie. That's but, true. And we did the guy that directed this directed the Fugitive, Andrew Davis, right? 
Yes. I'm going to have to correct this in the next episode. I hope not. You were <laughs> so embarrassing. We'll have to cancel the live show this Saturday at 9 o'clock at Lefty's Live Music, July 15th. Yep. Yeah. So he's been, he's looging in his booyah base. Now he's locked in a meat locker. Oh, they want, remember, remember him in Natural Born Killers? Ooh, there's a movie we should watch. Yeah, I don't remember that at Ooh. all. Oliver Stone craziness. Yes, that's him and his most crazy. Sorry. All right. Get off IMDb, Alex. <laughs> watch the goddamn movie. Yeah, locked in the meat locker. Uh, Gary Busey goes back up. Here, we're cutting to the helicopter. It's Wacky Tom Lee Jones. It's Erica Olaniac. Yep. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Very pretty. Yep. Short hair. Yeah. A weird, her, I, her hair felt like a very strange choice for this movie. Yeah. I had to give her mom hair. Like, she's this blonde bombshell. Oh, it was the and early like, 90s. I remember that haircut. I remember back then being like, is this going to be like a wig she takes off and then something else is happening? <laughs> it just seems very. It seemed like odd a weird at the choice. T- I mean, when I, I remember seeing this movie originally and thinking her hair was kind of an yeah. odd choice. I don't know if she was wearing a wig in this movie. I, I don't know. She, was, she was all wasn't. I don't know if she was at this point. I think she was eventually on Baywatch. Yeah, yeah. She had long, lustrous hair in that. Exactly. I believe. Yeah. Ah, Baywatch. Remember Baywatch, Alex? Mm-hmm. Man, I watched the shit out of Baywatch. Yeah, <laughs> you were a young man. Back then. <laughs> yes, like, you know, at one point that was the most popular show on earth. Yeah, yeah, all planet Earth. For yes, human beings. Our number <laughs> yes. one favorite thing was Baywatch. <laughs> yes. Wow, great job, everyone. We get we deserve Trump. I hope you're all proud of yourselves. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. It's Baywatch's fault. David Hasselhoff brought down the Berlin Wall, then he brought us Baywatch. Son of a bitch. He giveth and he taketh away. Indeed. And there was a terrible Baywatch movie this year. Oh, yeah. I heard that was... It got... The Rock got defensive about it. Oh, really? Oh, on Twitter? He's like, it doesn't matter what critics say. This movie's good. You're like, ooh, The Rock. Sorry, bro. Sorry, The Rock. Sorry about your luck. That you everything you, <laughs> everything you touch turns to gold, and then mm-hmm. you touched Baywatch, and it turned into a pile of shit. Yep. Huh, I, I'm curious why they kept asking him where his wife was, as if it was going to be a plot point. Because I like don't even three people, that now. three people asked, "Where's I, your wife?" I don't remember that. And also, what does that even mean? Why would he be bringing his wife on a ship he's about to cook on anyway? And where? Yeah. Yes, I know. It didn't make any goddamn sense. All right, so the so the helicopter the the uh, helicopter with the basically the party people lands, yes. and uh, Erica, what was her name in this? Um, Tits McGee. Um, boy, was it? Tits I McGee? have no idea. Yes. It could have been. They kept calling her Miss July. I have no idea what her name was, Alex. Uh, but I have no idea what anyone's name is in Jordan real life. Tate. Ah, Jordan Tits. Jordan, that's right, Jordan. Uh, I read a trivia thing that on Baywatch, there's a character named Jordan Tate, but that was Tracy Bingham's character. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that weird? Was she on Baywatch at this point? Uh-huh. Was Erica Laniac on Baywatch uh-huh. at this point? Yeah. Huh. It was like the early days. I have no idea, Alex. Very weird. All right, well, I remember. So Jordan, her name is Jordan. <laughs> uh, she gets off the plane, and she's wearing this like black, like, jumper and her boobs are out and they zoom in on her butt and it's like all right (laughs) yes this is the 90s baby and like all the navy all the navy sailor boys are out hooting and hollering and waving yeah 
in which so this is supposed to be a surprise party. If right. you're the captain of a ship, I assume you're up top there. You know, yeah. How are they going to sneak the helicopter on anyway? Like a hundred of your servicemen are <laughs> farting around, waving at a helicopter that you don't know. <laughs> yes. And Keith Richards is getting off it with a hooker. <laughs> mm. Nah, no questions. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have worked anyway. I don't yeah, think this is how the Navy there's works. There's some stuff in this movie like that where you're like, "What? I don't. How do they?" It didn't matter. No. None of this stuff mattered. It just once pretty soon Steven Seagal starts stabbing people in the face and yes. you're like, "All right." Yes. Yes. <laughs> and everyone knows that. So what all this shit is happening, you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's see uh Steven Seagal like do some judo throws on people and stuff." Yeah. I was watching uh yeah, this movie. What was I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> I was watching this movie yes. and I was like, "Oh yeah, toll. Try to keep it like you want to keep track of the plot points and like i want to i want to coherently discuss this movie yes and i was like as i'm trying to take notes which makes it much harder to it actually does. keep track of the movie it really does <laughs> i used to watch the movies twice alex oh, but after howard the duck i was like your I'm not, two rule yeah he broke the two rule i did i was like i'm not rule. doing this anymore no dice yeah now i should if i'm if it's not that bad I should watch it twice. I know. I always mean to watch it earlier in the week and then let it sink in and then watch it again right before. But, but this was another, this was a busy ass weekend I know, for me. It's fucking July and we're really, real in demand comedians. Shit, yes. Real, real tight, there was a packed m- social Music schedule. festival. Oh, I know. You know? All right, so the performer's Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, he's wearing a, a leather jacket with studs on it. He has a bandana on, a tie dye shirt. He has sunglasses on. He's being very, very rock and roll. He gets on the ship and he's like, "Hey, everybody!" And everyone's all pumped to see him. And he's like, all big energy. And then mm-hmm. meets with Gary Busey, and they're like, "Blah blah blah," you know, "Go get ready." And and uh, uh, Jordan, the Jordan stripper, Tate, she says, oh, "I feel real queasy." And he's like, "Here, here's some pills." Take and he, two he's of these. being kind of creepy. Yes, but also, yeah. Gary Busey. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, here. Ah, ah. Every ah, time Gary Busey my, my speaks. Giant teeth. <laughs> yes. And I expect him, when he's done talking, to go, ha, 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 Yes. And you're like, oh, okay. Yes. And it would make sense. Like, your, your, your yes. brain is waiting for it to happen. Yes. So, I mean, he's not completely unhinged in this, and it is strange. He gets pretty wild, but, yeah, not not like that. Although you do, you we find out that he is, I mean, he is yeah. kind of unhinged. Yes, for sure. So, um, uh, she <laughs> takes, I think, the guy's like, take two pills. I think she takes like she a, takes like a four whole, or five, yeah, like yeah. a whole bunch. Okay, so then cut. But they would have been their motion sickness pills. It would have been Dramamine. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought the same thing. Like, like she what? probably would have puked. She yeah. Wouldn't have. Anyways. Oh well, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then cut to the party is happening. Tommy Lee Jones is the front man for a the front man, but also terrible kind of band. Not the front man because yeah. at one point there's a guy singing that can actually sing. And he's like playing harmonica. Yeah. or Something. And he just keeps, he's like the hype man. Yeah, exactly. And he, But he maintains that character throughout the movie, even once he's like, once we find out that he's the bad guy. Yeah, cool. <laughs> the big reveal. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, so the party is rocking. It is. They're like, uh, they're like, it seems like they're in the basement of the ship. I don't know. Uh, this is part of the thing. I was like, I'm going to have a hard time talking about this movie because I can't explain where they are at any given time. I'm like, I don't, they're on top of the ship. Yes. The they're in the middle of the ship. The logistics uh, in this 
are I've never been on a, any sort of no. a naval vessel. But it seems like very disjointed and like completely wrong. Like they're I, everywhere, all over the place. Yeah, I and, took a couple of tours of naval vessels, Alex, and mm-hmm. I had to get off with my parents. And I was like, I'm too claustrophobic to be oh, yeah. to be in this. Yeah. And then you're in like I a walk, maze yeah, of yeah, a ship. What? I have walked on a couple of those. And maybe. then like, and I did a submarine one time when I was a kid, yeah. and I was like, I gotta get out of here. I can't because you walk in a room and then you walk in another and room. And you were a kid, so and you then were you're like in the center of this thing, and you're like, "How do you get out of this?" My and grand- the idea of being in water, oh, yeah. I was like, Ugh. "My grandpa was hang. on a submarine in World War II." Hard. Can you imagine a submarine <sighs> built in the '40s with a hundred dudes in it? Oh, yeah. I can't even. I can't no imagine air, it. No lights, dude. How did people and plus guys, like imagine guys our size because everything oh, built people are like five eight yeah. you know what I mean? Ugh. No Woo. thanks. Good thing we're old and not eligible to be in the military. Yeah, anymore. but unfortunately, World War Three <laughs> is probably imminent, <laughs> and we'll get drafted anyway. But will America be the bad guys in World War Three? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, so you know. We'll be. Uh, I won't have to join. I'm gonna descent. But then we'll come back in part I'm, four. I'm gonna be in a concentration camp. Our great great grandkids will come back for World War Four, and, and it'll be America, America's revenge. Yes. <laughs> and we'll call it Under Siege Three. Yes. America's revenge. America's revenge. <laughs> Suck on that world. Because there's an Under Donald Siege Trump Two. Junior is the president on a train. All right. Oh yeah. Good luck. All right, back Donald to this Trump goddamn movie. Uh, so the party is is happening. The sailors love the party. Oh, absolutely. They're uh, all having a fantastic time. Yeah. Eating food, singing, blah, blah, blah. And then... Uh, Meanwhile, Casey Ryback is locked in the meat locker going, Hey, kid outside. Yeah. Go- <laughs> hey, <laughs> kid outside guarding me. You know, something weird's going on here. Make it, uh, you have a little bit more of a southern accent. Hey, Hey y'all! <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, that's really good, actually. Oh, my friend, something weird's going on here, and I'm I'm a little bit Creole, and I'm a little bit rock and roll. But <laughs> 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 he is—he's trying to convince the stupid kid outside that something weird is going down. Right? Just call up, call up to the top deck, yeah. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> hey y'all! Yeah. Give me some of them. <laughs> Just call. You won't be in trouble. No. Yeah. And this kid refuses to do anything. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. He told me not to listen to you. He's like, He's like don't you think it's kind of weird they got me locked down here in a meat locker? Yeah. Like, no shit. It's kind of weird. But they threatened the kid and said, don't let him go anywhere. Yep. Party's going crazy. Gary Busey comes all down sudden, and drag. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, oh, here comes the stripper. And everyone hates Gary Busey. Yes. And just for them to all see him in drag, they're like, oh, maybe he's okay. Yeah. And everyone, like, starts saying that to each other. Yeah. Like, maybe he's not the biggest asshole on the ship after all. Yes. And this part made me incredibly, I was, like, gross. <laughs> you were grossed out by Gary Busey's drag Well, the way he was at in his big... Yeah, it was very strange. Like so he it. comes busting out with a terrible wig and outfit on. Because you're also like, this is the guy on the ship everyone hates. And yes. now he's coming down in drag. And, and again, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, is this how the Navy works? I believe it is, the, Alex. Uh, one of the commanding officers. <laughs> uh, have you uh, ever heard the song? <laughs> in the Navy. <laughs> that was some gay shit, so I guess so. <laughs> yes. I guess so. <laughs> yes. This is how the Navy works, I guess. Yes. 
Do you just have a bunch of fun on a ship? Yeah, it's all good times. Unless so, you're uh, hated by the brass, which yeah. you right back is. Gary Busey's down there dancing, whatever. He's like, I'm the captain's date. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yes. And everyone's then, laughing. Uh, the, uh, um, the president of, of the fraternity from... Uh, <laughs> from Revenge of the Nerds, he slaps him in the face. That black guy, do you recognize? Oh him? Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm like, it's a Trilam guy. There was a, there's several random like character actors oh, in this, this movie where I was like, chock oh, full shit. Yeah. of of amazing uh, character actors yeah. from your childhood. This is like a real like gallery. There's tons of them in here. I loved it. There is. I'm like, oh yeah, these guys used to just be in everything. Yep. Now they're not. Nope. Cool story. <laughs> yes. And so Gary Busey. Leaves. Yeah, the party's rocking. He leaves. He goes up to uh, the, the captain's chambers. Yep. Which, why the captain still isn't at the party? His own surprise party. Yes. Which, so everyone. How long were they going to uh, wait? The ship is in the party room partying. And yeah. A live band playing. Yeah. I, we, I th- also, I think we can say this is the ship is about to be decommissioned. So maybe that's why they get. Yeah, but it's not a fucking Alaska party cruise. <laughs> this one is, I guess. They said only off-duty guys can be in there. Everyone's got the same. I don't know. Yeah, it's that's a, true. I guess not. They did sort of explain it. They do. They they, and that's all I ask in these movies. I hate when they do, don't even try. Like just and give a little explanation. So there's we'll be something like, okay. ab- about this movie in general. They kind of they explain everything. I mean, they they, v- they leave very little, and I was like, "How are you going to explain this?" They do, a and lot then of they it. do it, and then I'm like, "Okay." Yes, there's right. a lot of conversations where they're just clearly explaining. Yes, to you. exposition. Yes. Like, yeah, this is what's happening. Exactly. You're like, "Oh, good, <laughs> <Yeah>. thank you," because <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Genuinely. And then Gary Busey goes up to the captain's quarters. Yep. And you're like, in drag, in drag. he's like, "I'm your date." Yep. I mean, that he's chomping on, yep. slobbing all over with his giant teeth. Yep. He's like, I'm your date. By the way, I talk about giant teeth negatively. In life, I'm actually a big fan of giant teeth. Well, everyone loves giant teeth. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. People with giant teeth are attractive human beings. Yeah. Except for Gary Busey. <laughs> anyway, here he goes. I'm your date. Close the door. The two other guys leave the room. Guess what? Gary Busey shoots the captain right in the chest. Yeah, it's a pretty, very shocking scene. Yeah, or right in the head. Chest right? Uh, he gets them in the chest. All right. Yep. Then and then like they shoot him like three more times. Another guy, Cole Meany, who's all character actor yeah, in many yeah, things. Yeah. He was in Star Trek as well. Remember that Star Trek: The Next Generation? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And uh, he comes in there and shoots him a couple more times. Yep. Then all the crew, not the crew, like the waiting staff. Bust out all their guns. I don't know where they were hiding all these guns the whole time. I don't know either. That they didn't explain. And later in the movie, they say it was only 30 guys. And I'm like, yes, ah, I know. I think they put a number on it. I think Casey Ryback has killed like 48 dudes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm not sure who he's killing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Actually, the statement we made about them explaining everything we're going to go back on that real hard several times. True. But they do explain it. But then you look at it and you're like, you explained it. And now I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. And this is not this what is you not, told me. This does not add up. No. 
This is not what you told me <laughs> at <laughs> all. So now they're taking over. Tommy oh, Lee so Jones. Yeah, I'll cut back down to the parties going on, and Tommy Lee Jones like, hey, man, who's the highest ranking officer in yep. the room? And everyone's like, yeah. They all point at this guy. He's like, I am. I'm third in yep. command. And he's like, ah, okay. Pulls his gun out. He shoots that guy right between the eyes. Yes, right like, in the oh, middle of the yeah. forehead. You're like, oh, shit. Now it's on. Like, Yes. Now, now the ship is what? It's... Under siege. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Shit. I'm surprised they didn't oh, say it. Shit, I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's definitely one of those movies where they, they yeah. say the title. Right. Oh my god, guys, we're you're not even gonna believe this. Look at the camera. Under siege. I'm Casey Ryback, and we're under siege. Oh, man, hey, I'm Casey Ryback, and this ain't cool, but we're under siege, y'all. Yes. And Casey Ryback is talking to the dude outside of his uh, meat locker cell yeah, and saying, uh, "Hey, you hear those gunshots, fella? Ha, those aren't those aren't gunshots. Yeah, yeah, they are. You know that. It sounds like Nolan's on July Fourth. <laughs> sounds like Nolan's on Mardi Gras, y'all. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I only speak in hushed tones with a weird accent. And this kid still refuses yeah, to believe. He's not budging. And then he finally calls up. He calls up." And he's like, oh, I'm just, what's going on here? I'm a naive kid. Man, the other actors in this movie, with the exception of the top build, Steven Seagal is a terrible actor. He is a terrible actor. Erica Laniac doesn't. She mean, does. She's a way better actor than he is. is she, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But she doesn't have that much to do. I mean, she does, kind of. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does. Uh, but there are some some of the extras in this movie. I'm like, look at this guy's face when he walks into a scene, and there's like a guy, a guy that's clearly about to get murdered, and he's like this, like you can't see my face, but just the blankest. They're like, okay, walk through the door. Yeah. Now look to your left and look to your right, but like you're not about to get murdered, and the dude's face was like, Dang. yes, Dang. I've never watched a movie where. I've seen so many things, continuity errors, all sorts. I'm like, either they were very quick in shooting this and like just took what they could, got what they could take, took what they could get. There we go. Got what they could take. Got, they got what they could That's take. Means same the same dip. thing. Um, or the editor was just super lazy because like Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Jones's uh, outfit changes back and forth several times in the span of a couple oh, of I minutes. I did not notice that. There's the weird gun things that happen, things that were in one place. Like, I noticed several things. Right. It's pretty terrible. I kept looking at I kept taking notes of things that were just happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Things are going on. Call up. So he calls up. He says, oh, it was just the party poppers. Yeah. <laughs> they're just party poppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just party poppers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then he and then he Gary 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 Busey. Mm-hmm. See, but he's not that crazy. He doesn't do that voice. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's pretty normal. Uh, anyways, Gary Busey's like, oh, it's a party poppers. Uh, oh, we're gonna send someone down to relieve you. Yes. And he do. They send someone down to relieve him of, of being life. alive. <laughs> yes. yes. You're officially off duty forever, <laughs> yes. you schmuck. Yes. You should have been paying attention <laughs> listening to Casey Rabbit, who's locked in the walk-in, and that ain't mm. cool, because I'm trying to be a real cool guy in here. And they know he's a cook, and Gary Busey tries to insist that he should also go to relieve this guy of his duty yep. because of Casey Ryback. They don't know anything about him. Right. 
Um, Meanwhile, they keep neither do we till almost the end of the movie. Yes, we know he's a badass. That's about it. <laughs> well, we are. We are. They want us to believe he's a badass. I would not fight Steven Seagal. I would fight him and beat him right now. <laughs> and I am one hundred percent serious. I would smoke Steve, Alex, Steven Seagal in the fight. What are you doing? We, we just met. <laughs> Steven Seagal, I can fight and beat you right now. <laughs> I don't know about that. I uh, I know a bunch of phony Aikido. You ever seen those videos of him? I've posted a couple. Yeah, of some of those. Where like people run up ones? and he just like moves his arm and people fall. Yes, I have See, seen. There's those. this whole. He, I think he has. But that's black, how he fights in the movies. I know, and it's all fraudulent. Like he has a black belt in like hop. Why would they let him be in movies if it's all fraudulent? There's no yeah, way they were like, you know what? Are fake. Yeah, but they're not going. Oh, you know who's the most charismatic guy I've ever met? He was. This is Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal is a tall, dark, and handsome, mysterious dude, and that's what his appeal was. And he was good at martial arts. He nope. had to have been. I, it, it appeared as though he was back then for sure. But when you watch it now, like this, you see what he does now, and he's still trying to act like, I mean, he weighs twice as much now as he does in this movie. Right. And he's not exactly he's skinny in this movie. No, he's not. As we no. discussed, he has a, a dad bod at best. Yeah. And nowadays, he's double that and way older, and somehow he's still like doing the same like slap. These weird, it is weird. Moves that he but does I think that those movie. are real moves, and that's why they look dumb. I don't, I don't think they are. There's a whole bunch of like phony baloney like martial arts in China, and it's like this <laughs> thing I saw. I think it was on Vice. It was on Vice. This guy is, is an MMA fighter. It's like I will in China. This Chinese MMA fighter is like I will challenge any of you wushu bullshit like all these ancient kung fu right. guys like to a fight these guys are supposedly like do death touches like they touch you like, right yeah yeah yeah. like shit like that and the same things that you see steven seagal doing people running and he moves his arm basically flips his wrist and guys go flying right because it's all fake and so he guy like fought one of these guys well, and instantly beat the fuck out of him <laughs> my thing about that is <laughs> it's all fake i've been thinking about it recently i've watched some i, I don't watch it often but mma stuff ufc mm-hmm when you watch that, you think this is, I don't know if it is currently, but it was the fastest growing sport in the country. Oh, yeah. And it's still it growing pretty yeah, fast. I like but it. But it, it grew to a certain level, and it's huge now. Yeah. And when I watch that, and I think to myself, in movies, in not just in movies, but within the martial arts world, they try to act like there's people... That could take anyone out with no effort whatsoever. Yes. Uh, if that person existed, they would be in the UFC. That's right. Beating the if shit out of people. If that person existed, here's what would happen. They would instantly, okay, we're going for the like heavyweight championship, title belt, and the guy would walk up to him and karate chop him on the side of the neck and the guy would go down. Right? <laughs> yes, and be dead. Yeah, and like in every <laughs> <Yes>. movie. <laughs> yes. They still try and do that. Yeah. Get him karate chop right in the side Dude, of the neck. Dude, Steven Seagal karate chops a guy in the throat, and, the, and I was so happy about it, Alex, when he goes, Yes. He just karate chopped that dude to the neck. Yeah. I was so happy. This is I was exactly like, yes. what I'm talking about. It's all, but it's what I love to see, baby. It's well, what I love to see. And it's an, I said, baby, <laughs> weird, we're right there. Taking things up to another level on for the live <laughs> podcast, baby. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Something about phony baloney uh, kung fu. Well, all I'm saying is that if that sh- if someone existed on that level, if even oh, the yeah, level right. they pretend if 
pretend. I shouldn't say this because this will. But you see the videos of Bruce Lee doing like the one inch punch. Yeah, and I have no doubt Bruce Lee could beat the shit out of me. Oh, Bruce and Lee just could kill about you 12, anyone, twelve different ways in a minute. But if you put Bruce Lee in a cage with the MMA with the UFC champ, yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't knock that dude out in twenty seconds, no. or maybe he would. Maybe if that's the case. But if that is the case, there'd be someone that exists now that could do that, right? Or maybe if that person exists, they're like, I'm above this. I have too much honor. This is the whole. No, this is you'd what be I'm a talking super about. villain. Yes, yeah. that's why all that stuff is bullshit. There's it is no bullshit. death touch. There's no, no, and when you watch UFC, you're like, these guys practice. This is all they do, yes. and they're still missing punches and swinging wildly. And they're and, experts. And even more importantly, when someone gets hit, like, I mean, you can see some of those guys get rocked. Like one of those punches yeah. would kill me. Yeah. And these guys are still like fighting and yeah. it's real yes that's like so there's no there's no one stroke death punch there's no flipping people with your hands steven seagal i can beat steven seagal in a fight right now. <laughs> oh uh we should do uh let's ruin our childhood if this gets a million likes i'm gonna call steven seagal and set up a fight with Alex Carter, I'll take Steven it Seagal. on uh, a moment's notice. <laughs> I don't even need a train. I'm, that doesn't I'm out of even shape. make sense. But I'm how would, close how can I of, make him do that? Well, you have, this podcast is getting pretty big. I don't it know. is. It's true. We have a good listen. Listen. We have a good audience in uh, in uh, California. Shout out to all you California people. He's probably listening, but he's probably being a cop in Louisiana right now. <laughs> yeah, he is. Or playing blues guitar, <laughs> or having a... Uh, I can't believe the blues guitar thing. Do you know that also, randomly, because this movie is an action movie, Alex? Like, yep. It's a straight up, straightforward action movie. Yeah. And it's some of it, it's kind of hard to discuss, because you're just like, oh, this happens. You're just watching. And this happens. Yes, and this it's happens. true. And you're like, here's an action thing that happened. Yes. Okay. And we're not even to that yet, really. Now people are starting to get murdered, though. Anyway, yes, now, yeah, now all the bad uh, caterer guys with the gray jackets—they've descended upon. Have you ever read the list of the? I, I don't know if it's ten, twenty-five. The worst SNL hosts ever. Oh yeah. You know who's always right near the top of the list? Steven Seagal. They were like, he wouldn't cooperate. <laughs> he didn't do anything we wanted him to do. And I would really like to see that episode of I can Saturday Night I can Live. Vi- I, I, I can vaguely He's banned. That. I mean, he got banned. Oh, he really? was so he was bad. bad. Yeah. I completely be- uh, believe that because he is a goddamn terrible actor. Oh. And this is one of his. This is this is his best movie, without a doubt. And I will say, like I said, he is charismatic. You know, I didn't. The thing is, I didn't find him annoying. No, I didn't, no, not at not, all. I was just like, not no, I buy him. He's yeah. not a good actor. Uh, he wasn't off-putting. <laughs> he wasn't annoying. Uh, yeah, you still. I could still sort of feel a little bit what I felt when I saw it as a kid. We're like, yeah, he's like a mysterious. Like, I get what they're going for. Yeah. It just seems silly now. Yes, and it is silly. I, I like. Yeah, I like how big the consequences are towards the end of this movie. We're not even close to there yet. But <laughs> we haven't got started yet. No, we've. It's got okay. Started. We're only an hour into the podcast. Um. <laughs> uh, so they're uh, they're taking over the ship. Basically, the the bad guys are descending all over. They pulled out all their guns, killed the captain, killed the second, well, killed the highest in command that was in the room at the time, at the party. Yeah. And then we cut to, we see a a guy, one of the bad guys, 
has a welding mask and a whole welding setup, and he's welding the doors closed. This is, throughout the movie, I wondered to myself, for one, where do you find goons? Yeah. Two, and I wonder this through a lot of movies, Star Wars, any movie. Sure. Where do you find construction goons? We're like, come with us on this super dangerous mission. Yeah. We're going to have you weld some shit. <laughs> when, yeah, they do. And they have, I mean, there's construction involved later on. <laughs> oh, a lot. Yeah. There's a whole construction project involved in this there plot. There is. For sure. Um, so as they are taking over the ship. Oh, and then pu- they show guys rappelling down the side. Of, like, the main yeah. Side. Like, really, you're, gonna ha- you're being real stealthy in the middle of the ocean, rappelling down the side. Yeah, of the and also, what were they doing? They're just like getting in po- into position. It's just some like cool shit. To it show, was, basically. and it was. I was like, "Oh, guys, repelling, cool." I guess. And as they're they're uh, forcing guys, they're guys. They're just capturing everyone, basically. Yeah. yeah, and they have as they're walking, a bunch of guys have they have the hands their hands on the shoulder of the guy in front of them. There's lines of guys because it's a whole ship worth of. It's a whole a whole crew. Oh yeah, for a naval vessel that and they I have thought- to. I remember watching this and I'm like, like, I'm not in the military. I never have been. I never will be. Goes without saying. But I'm like, these guys, like, I feel like I would like fight back or like, I feel like these guys are kind of a bunch of pussies. But then, then the guy does fight show, back. Like, finally, a guy like tries to fight back. And I'm like, yes. And they like basically inst- instantly shoot him. And then they shoot the, the guy standing next to him. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, hey. And you guys want to be a hero, we'll kill you and the man standing next to you. Yes. So Which was great. Well, another yes. another piece another, of yes, like, oh, this is why people are like, oh, yes. shit, we can't. This is what I'm talking if about. if we try to fight back, we're killing the person next to us. Right. So then they like, okay. And then they're like, oh, okay. This so they're taking him down. And I, this is another thing. I was like, what do I say? The belly of the ship? Yeah, right. That's where they're taking him to a few different places. Right. But the, the bulk of the crew is being taken into the... The, the belly, hole? The, the I don't bottom, know. There's the a bunch of pipes of the and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they set, they put them all down there, and then the, a guy is welding the door shut. Yes. Yes. Right. So, therefore, trapping uh, effectively most of the sailors down. And even then, even if someone tried to rescue them, the door is now welded shut. Welded shut. shut. Yeah. There's not much you can do. If Diabolical. You, if you don't have a blowtorch. This is another question I have with this movie is... I get it. You're trying to make a bunch of money. You're mad about some stuff. We haven't we haven't got into it yet, but no, we don't how, know what's going on yet. How bad do you become? Okay, we'll get into that later. Yep. Uh, they so uh, then uh, Gary Busey uh, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones hook up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're doing it." So it's obviously Gary Busey's working in tandem with this terrorist group or whatever the hell these guys are supposed to be. We don't really know yeah. yet. Um, and they're in like a very computery room yes, of the ship. <laughs> yes. The command center again. No sweat. And uh, my cat is going crazy. TC, what's going on, buddy? What's huh? wrong with you? You got food, biatch? All right. She's yeah. Quiet. She she oh. heard that and was like, yep. <laughs> she must be on the podcast. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, they get into the computer room. Tommy Lee Jones asks for some food. Can we get some food around here? Oh, yeah, right. And they bring up the meat from the party. 
This is why they eat the meat as if they've never eaten like before. Animals. Yes, yeah, that was they're a all very... eating it like dogs. Like he's tossing hunks of meat and they're just to like his crew, and loving it. Yeah, it was. Like, it was oh. a. I'm like, this is a weird choice. It was very. Strange. I guess they're just trying to show these are like real bad guys. Yeah, that, I found it quite odd. But in the, in the computer room, we see one of the <laughs> one of the main bad guys is. Uh, I, I was referring to him as Evil Steve Jobs. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. That's just imagine evil Steve Jobs. That's what this guy looked like. Yeah. And he was like uh he was um the main tech guy. Another character actor I recognized. Yeah. I'm not sure from what though, but I told I was like, Oh, I've seen that guy before. Uh eating the meat like animals. So so yeah, so then they're in there talking and uh <laughs> The computer evil uh, Steve Jobs comes in and like they bring up like the, the you know the eighties sch- schematic computer printout of the of the ship and they're like okay we're in control here and we're doing this and we're trying to get all the weapons online and like apparently this guy knows how to run a battleship yeah well we find out later he's got a whole crew we find all this out later kind of kind of. Um. Anyway, so Ryback took care. The kid outside of the room got killed. Outside of the meat locker. Yep. And they're going to kill Ryback. They shoot. They fire a bunch of rounds into the meat locker. Uh, kick yeah. the door open. Where? Where, where is, is he? Where is he? Oh, he's up in the ceiling. He jumps down. Kicks a guy. I don't know how he takes him out, but he like kicks his face. And FYI, you deliver kegs. How high is the ceiling in a walk-in? Low. About six foot five? Yeah. Because you and I both have about two inches of clearance. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow there's a very large, lofty ceiling in this. And he's yeah, in, in a battleship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where they have plenty of space. <laughs> plenty of space for yeah. to waste in a double. And if they, you know how many times I've hit my head in walk-in coolers, oh. Alex? I've, and I've, if I wear I've a hat, I've not done that in a while. But oh, oh boy, oh boy, I'm surprised I haven't killed myself. When my hair gets crazy and I wear a hat to work, there's been at least four times where I've hit my head so hard I said I'm going home. Yeah, and I didn't go home. I've seen stars, a but I times sure as shit like, wanted I to. Rammed yeah. my head full speed. Yeah, Whew. not fun, guys. No, it Anyways. is not. He so jumps down. He jumps. He down. takes out one guy. Sneaks around, other dudes firing. He reaches up to this dartboard where he was throwing a knife earlier, yeah, yeah. like an expert. Yes. We didn't mention this because it was unimportant. But earlier, he was throwing a knife like an expert. Yes. He pulls the knife out of the dartboard. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Throws that motherfucking throwing knife right into the other guy's throat. Two dead guys. Yep. Just like that. And then we real. then I think they realize above eventually that... Ryback is out. Their dudes are done. They have to send more guys um, to take care of Ryback. Yes. And Tommy Lee Jones is kind of pissed, but he's sending another group of guys. And he's, Gary Busey said we should have sent more guys. Group of guys. And then uh, cut to uh, Ryback is in the kitchen, and he's mixing a bunch of chemicals together. Yes. And you're like, oh, what's he doing? Some, put some shit in a cup here. and then put it in the microwave. Put it in the microwave. Yep. All right, just... So you know. All right. So then, so then they to, s- uh, they're sending more guys to get Ryback, and he says the Ryback just took out two guys after they killed the little guy outside the door. <laughs> yes. And Tommy Lee Jones says these guys are pros. They can take out 
20 sailors and 100 cooks. Little do they know. Yep. And they go down, and I think they both go this time. Both uh, Gary Busey, Krill, Captain Krill, and Tommy Lee Jones go down with the other guys to find Ryback. Uh, yeah. Because they go into the room, and the power's out. Yeah. Because I was like, how is he going to make this thing he just made blow up? Well, he turned the power off in the room. They get in the room, turn the power back on. Oh, that's what happened. I yes. missed that. Because I'm like, how long is that goddamn... Mike no, no. Going, it's because the power minutes? was out in the room. Gotcha. See, this is another thing where I was like, they took care of business with plot points. In yes, this. and I missed that. So yeah. that was one of my problems. Yes. So he had turned the power out in the room. So they turned the power back on to get the lights on. And the microwave turns back on. And they're standing there. Microwave's going. And then the microwave beeps. Boop, boop, boop. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, duck. And they run. And uh, Gary Busey's like, what the hell was that? Tommy Lee Jones is like, it was a bomb, dumbass, Yeah, that he set up. This guy's clearly a pro. He's not a cook. He sees the knife in the one guy's eyeball or whatever yeah, right. it is. And he got, he's like, this guy's just a cook? No, no. This guy's a professional. There is a thing that I'll bring up later, though, that I just, <laughs> that I just thought of. Uh, so, yeah, knife to the throat. Knife to the throat. There's a jet coming. Yep. Let me see. They, they've scrambled a jet to the... This is why. This movie is cool. <laughs> no. I love it when a movie covers its own bases. That's all yeah. I ask. Just please try and cover your own bases. Yeah. All right? If you make all this outlandish shit, just give us a piece of something to hold on yeah. to so it at least sort of makes Especially sense. Especially in a and movie they do a good based, job. based in a real world. And that's also why later yeah. on I'm like, man, the consequences of the end of this movie... If things don't work out, are humongous. Yeah, the stakes get super high. Oh, insanely high. Yeah, they go which all, I they enjoy. get to see all the way to the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a jet is scrambled, and we see like a, uh, a Top Gun style shot of a pilot coming in. He's like, "Hey, uh, USS Missouri, blah blah blah, everything cool." And uh, and then all and they sudden, do a flyby, and those three are standing outside on the deck. Yeah, right. Like with cigars, like. Yeah. Oh. And then yeah, the guy in the jet's like, "Hey, what are these uh, you locked onto me? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Do you mean to do that?" And like they respond, "He's like, hey, hey, you got a lock, hey." And then they shoot and blow him up, shoot him like, down. Oh shit! I was like, "Ooh, I had a bad feeling about you, Jet." And yep. that is exactly what happened. Yep, evil Steve Jobs, who knows how to uh, operate all these. Uh, advanced yes. world class weaponry. And this is where I got to be I was like, what is their plan? Yes. I what are they planning too. on? How are they going to they just shot got, down I mean, a jet? That means right. America is, is now war? fully aware <laughs> yes. that you are doing this. Yes. So what is your plan? Well then Tommy Lee Jones immediately they cut to the round table of the government in like the Pentagon. Yes, this is where all the military the admirals, all, all the military. It's around. a scene you've seen in a hundred movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with guys that kind of look like you've seen them in a hundred movies. Ex- yeah, it's like it's and you like have the same actually. people to play like the joint. The chiefs. one guy, you know, the guy with the white hair, Dale Die. Uh, is that his name? Dale Die was the. He's in Platoon. He's in Saving. He's in like every war movie ever. Oh yeah, because he was like he started off as an advisor. And then Oliver Stone let him act in, like, Platoon, I think. And then now he's in, like, every movie that has war in it ever huh. made. Pretty cool, Good actually. deal. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, Dale Die. I'm pretty sure that's his name. I hope I don't have to correct it. Hey, kitty cat. How are you? Kitty. <laughs> You're fired up. Uh, so he's talking to the people at the Pentagon. I assume it's the Pentagon. It is the Pentagon. They don't say that. And I, I yeah. like I just asked Alex, what is their plan? What? How could they possibly have? And then he says, "So Tommy Lee Jones gets on the horn, you yeah. know, and and they're of course they're listening to it on a giant yeah. speakerphone." And he says, "Anything within a hundred miles, we're going to blow it up. If you try to bomb us, we're going to kill the whole crew. Plus, they have the whole crew. And you think about that, and you're like, oh, clearly America isn't going to kill every sailor on a ship if they can avoid doing it." And they're like, oh, shit, there's like 40 nuclear-tipped uh, Tomahawk missiles on this thing. There's eight. Eight? I wrote it down. All right. Well, 40 is a large number. I thought there's it was... eight. <laughs> but, I, yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, they said there are 200. I don't think they've mentioned it yet. They said uh, there's there, there's like 40 Tomahawk missiles, and then he says there's eight special missiles yeah, with that's right. 220 kiloton nuclear warheads on yeah. them. Because when you go, you're going to go decommission a ship in Hawaii. Might as well load it full of nukes. <laughs> yes, right. They mentioned that earlier, though, and it was one of the things. I was like, I should have heard what they, they said their there. Bases on that one too. They did because they mentioned it. They're like, Son oh yeah, we're going to transport whatever. And I was like, okay. They they even mentioned. Oh yeah, it. yeah. you're right. They had to transport. It's like mm-hmm. it's like its final kind of mission. Basically, it was going to go because it was getting dismantled, and I think they were going to disarm the nukes. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. God damn it. Because the whole Dude. ship was getting dismantled. They really do cover they their really bases. Do. This guy directed The Fugitive, and that's a fucking great movie. Is it? Maybe we should watch no. it again. <laughs> I think The Fugitive is too good for us to watch. Uh, I think so, too, but I also haven't seen it in 20 years, yeah. so who knows at this point. Well, okay, th- here's the thing. They came in on a helicopter with a shitload of dudes, Yeah. and now they're setting up railings. Like big old girders on the ceilings. Lots of construction work yeah. is happening. Metal work. Where the hell metal, did they get torches. all those? Yes. Where did they get all the girders of like a hundred feet of steel beams? Yes. To transport. We don't know we don't why know they're what, doing this yes, yet, but, but things are. You happening. have an idea, yeah. right? So he's talking shit basically, basically to these guys, and so. Says you tried to. They tried to kill him. Yes, this is when we we get his backstory. We get time. We figure out what the fuck yep. Tommy Lee Jones's problem is here. Yeah, and TLJ is pissed because he was like a like a CIA operative that they fucked over. Yeah, something like that. And like he was like their top guy. And is the guy the specific guy there yet? I think he is. And yeah, he is there because they're like, what is going on here? There's a specific CIA guy. In the Pentagon. Oh, okay. It's kind of, you're like, oh, this is a shady mofo. Who's, you don't like him either. And he's the guy that had Tommy, they're like, Tommy Lee Jones did something he shouldn't have done. And they yeah. tried to kill him. Yeah. And they and failed. They yeah, that's right. That's just, and, and this is essentially Tommy Lee Jones getting his revenge. But yeah, we find so, out later he's also going to get super rich Right, from it's this. sort of uh, in the same vein of the Die Hard block. Yes. But, but it's a cover, but it's Where also you, real. Yes. Like, at, you know, at first he's like, after he gets off the horn, the intentions are different. After uh, he gets off the phone with the Pentagon, he's like, "Do you think they bought it to yeah. Gary Busey?" Right. But then you're also like, "Well, you're also being kind of serious." Right. Where he said, "It's a revolution, anarchy." Blah yes, blah. Yes, he's blah. being like like Tommy Lee Jones. Is, this is ninety two, and he's supposed to be like some like sixties rebel. Like there, he's 
very much trying to be like a 60s like revolution yeah. man like, because he also mentions that. that he missed out on the 60s yeah, because right. he was that's in vietnam speech that's yeah. right because he was basically like in a series <laughs> in a series of events the government fucked him over beginning with vietnam and etc cetera, etc cetera. that's yeah. right uh yeah. at this point casey ryback is out he's in the mess hall This may have been before the conversation. This doesn't really matter. Casey Ryback is in the mess hall, kind of looking around, doing some sneaky walking. No sneaky one, there's, walk. There's, there's a lot bad, of sneaky walking yeah. in this movie. There's bad shit going down, and oh. there's, a, there's a huge cake. Yes. Yeah, he's walk- huge he's, fake cake. He's, he's sneaky walking around where the party was. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we see the enormous cake. Yeah. And we're like, oh, yeah, the hot chick that we yeah. completely forgot about. And he pushes the cake out of the way, okay. unbeknownst to him. Yeah. He kind of kicks it, and then he like turns his back to it and keeps yep. walking. And then some jazzy tunes start playing. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> again, let's just let's. The scene is this: giant cake, uh, five foot tall cake. He kind of kicks it away with his left foot. He goes right, turns his back to it. Well, by him kicking the cake, uh, the light system and sound system kick on. Music starts playing. Spotlight well, hits think- the cake. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was like, maybe she had a boombox in there in that cake where she I would have no room. I'll give you the boombox, but the spotlight. Yeah. But here's the best part of the whole movie. And then, <laughs> and then the scene happens oh, that, that is what uh, made me love, love, love this movie so yeah. much as a 16-year-old boy. Uh, I was, was 11, my friend. Yeah, oh, my God. New, I, I watched this at uh, Tim Smith's house. Yeah. No one but And he... I, he doesn't even know I have a podcast. <laughs> this, that's where I watched a lot of rated R movies, and this was one there was of them. always that one friend where he went to oh, watch yeah. rated, rated R movies. And this, Shout Erica Alaniac, I hope that's how you pronounce it. I'm generally pretty good at we'll pronouncing it. We'll say Alaniac, because that yeah. sounds like a good name. And uh, she pops out of that All of cake. a sudden, she just like pops up to the, like, yep. to the music. Her back is to us. And, She's uh, wearing a little jacket a and little, a thong. A little navy jacket and a thong, and she is shaking her ass. And, and then at that moment, I'm like, oh, this is why I love this movie. Yeah. That's the only part of this movie that I full-on remember. <laughs> Me too. I know. When I thought about this movie uh, before I watched it, I'm like, uh, I remember the poster with Steven Seagal's face. I vaguely remember him being a cook, and then I remember the stripper, and that's all I could remember. Yeah. And then he's pointing a gun at her. She doesn't. She's got her eyes closed, and he turns doing a sexy dance. And I was let me just give Erica Alaniac some props. <laughs> Erica Strada, uh, where to go? Where to go? Way to go! That's all I got to say. Well done. Yeah, she turns around. Her eyes are closed. She's sexy dancing. Her tits are out. Yes, they are for an extended period of time. Yes, it was, as again. she's dancing. As a child. And she's got a gun in her face. As a young person. Yeah. Seeing boobs meant you had to see a radar. It was a little movie. bit life-changing sometimes. Throw, of course. Yeah. They don't They do not do that anymore because they don't have to. No. Although they do. They did it in Deadpool. They kind of did it in Logan, too, I think. I didn't see Logan. Still, you haven't seen Logan still. yet? It's, it's on pay-per-view. I'm going to watch it one of these days. Hey, I'm busy being a professional amateur comedian, Toll. You know this. Right. I understand. I have tried. I haven't seen, seen Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman yet. yet. Yeah, see there. We go. I haven't seen Spider Man yet. Oh, yeah, I haven't I seen oh, I Baby see Driver yet. Uh, Baby Driver was good. I want to see that very. I think that's on the top of my list. It wasn't. Well, I won't say anything else about that. Okay. I will, I will, but it was a good movie. Good. Anyways. Edgar Wright. I'm down with almost everything. Okay. So yeah. Now he's a real dick to her. Yeah. He is not nice. 
Because he thinks she might have information about the people on the helicopter. Because yeah. every single person on that helicopter was a bad guy. <laughs> With the exception of the pilots, maybe. But it, even they were bad guys, probably. So let's see if they covered their tracks on this one. Okay, so the, the operation, for what we know it now, the, the entertainment people were all cover Gary Busey was working with this team to get them in to do this bad thing. Why bring the stripper? To sell it, I guess. To sell the movie? <laughs> yes. This, I remember this being in the, I mean, I remember that being in the commercials. I remember seeing the thong for like a split second in the trailer in the commercials. Yeah. Like, that was a big thing. Like, I think she got huge. Like, I. Well, like she was. I mean, she is a very attractive woman, and <laughs> uh, yeah, and a naked woman more so. They just don't do that anymore. I swear. I think don't. that they kind of do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did it not in the same way. It's not a, in a way. Now it's, it's kind of that they don't show boobs and stuff in movies because, of course, they do. But. I feel like they had a shoehorn it into a lot of 80s movies. Yes. Like, Th- that's like, absolutely like vaca- true. Like because now, cause now you can just open your phone. Yes. You don't need to, you don't need to worry about you it. You didn't need to just did. toss in some boobs back then, back to, to sell a movie. Yeah, in the 80s, to like, sell a movie to 15-year-olds. Yeah. Be like, like, oh, you know, the 13 like, to 19-year-old crowd. Actually, the 13 to 85-year-old male crowd will <laughs> yes. be like, oh, all right. Thank God. I, I love this movie. <laughs> yes. It was bad, but now it's good. <laughs> yes. This movie, it did have, there were some positive moments in this awful movie, said but every man that watched it for my, 15 seconds. My example for for shoehorning in boobs in 80s movies is uh, in Vacation, when they had that scene where uh, the mom's in the shower. Oh, yes. European Vacation. Both. They do it in the first one. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the first Beverly. Alex, I haven't seen the. Well, that's probably too funny too. I haven't seen the first vacation since I I was a kid. I watched that probably a dozen times a year, every year. Really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. It's on all the time, and I always watch it when it's on. Ah, so good. But anyway, so yeah, they didn't. They don't. They showing her boobs in that served nothing. No, it's a a great scene. It's funny. It's a very actually very funny scene. It served a purpose in European vacation. It did. did. (laughs) I didn't know they showed him. I think I've only seen the TV cut of the original vacation. No, Beverly D'Angelo's boobs in 1982. Forget about Mm -hmm. it. What movie are we talking about now? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Under boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Under boobs. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Okay, so uh, so they start talking. She eventually opens her eyes, and he has a gun pointed to her face, and and uh, he's like, "Hey, little darling, you know what's going on? Is he a ship?" <laughs> <laughs> and she does not, and he's a no, real she dick. She really doesn't. She's like, "I took pills," and then she's kind of crying. I just woke up, yeah. and I didn't know. I don't he's know like, what's hey. happening. And so yeah. uh, she's like, "All right," he's he's like, "All right, blah blah." I'm wearing my wife beater now so you can see my very mm. slim <laughs> yeah my kind of skinny body, my kind doughy, of skinny arms <laughs> yes yes um so uh, we cut back to um uh the the military leaders at the table this is where we find out some of tommy lee jones then we backstory. really get into yeah more of the back he held a top position in the cia yeah a high very high position and the government's essentially been financing him to take over boats. 
to take over other countries' boats. That's what that was his job. Really? Yes. I missed that. Yes. See, there's even more. You're like, God damn it! That's how they had the North Korean submarine. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. The government, the CIA, has been paying Tommy Lee Jones to, to be a create pirate, a team. To create a team to take oh, over threatening boats. This is why I'm like, oh, this movie t- covers they its cover bases. all their tracks. Yeah. It's like they were never even there. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. that takes another huge problem. Yeah. I had and then the they this then he kind of went huh. rogue after yeah. that North Korean sub that he stole, and they're they're sure that was it's sunk. sunk. Yes. Yeah. They're like, how sure are you yeah. that this? And he's like, we're absolutely we're sure. Absolutely. Then sure. they tried to Cut kill him. To the sub then they tried to kill him yeah and that's now he's having his revenge now but he was already right. kind of going crazy yeah we also find out that gary Busey, part of the reason he's in on this whole plot earlier we find out that the captain of the ship had said that he's going crazy oh yeah he wrote him a bad review he said he's treating the the crew after the, yeah hot after, with hostility yeah after they murdered the captain he sat down at his desk and, and of he's course, like can you believe that yeah inst- <laughs> instantly found his <laughs> his performance review and it was not positive yes but he already knew yeah. his performance review yeah and that's what sent him over the edge yeah Oh, so they're sending in a SEAL team. Yep. So the government like, right. is. And wait, this, is he? Is he? Has Casey Ryback? Uh, has he whipped out the phone yet? No, not yet. Okay, I couldn't remember if he talked to them yet. No, because they have a couple things to do before then. But we also hear they look up. They. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones has Gary Busey find Casey Ryback's profile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was supposed to find every crew member's profile beforehand. Turns out the captain kept it special with him because Casey Ryback was in the Navy SEALs. Yeah. He, uh... He's an ex-Navy SEAL, expert in martial arts, explosives. <laughs> and you know that Steven Seagal said, make sure you put in there that I'm a master of martial arts. <laughs> yes. You know that he did that. Uh, the list is so the long, I say. couldn't, I was like, I'm not writing all of this down, but yeah. he's an ex-Navy SEAL, expert Total in martial badass. arts, ex- explosive experts, tactics, yep. purple heart with, the captain says, if I had all his, if I had all, earlier in the movie, the captain said, if I had all your stripes, I'd sleep with them on. That's right. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, oh, just a cook, whatever. Right. Oh, God damn it. Uh, so they're walking. Oh, yeah. So then we cut to Steven Seagal and Jordan. Uh, and Jordan has had a costume change. She is no longer wearing the little sailor jacket and thong. Nope. She is completely outfitted in a very well-fitting military black yes, commando Yes, convenient. With a black baseball hat on turned backwards and a little bit to the a side. A little bit crocked. Just so you know that she ain't taking side. no shit. Mm-hmm. But she has a gun. She's like, she's... She is 100% the sidekick, ready to go. Yes. And then a bad guy pops out, and Steven Seagal chops him right in the throat, and he's done for. As we mentioned earlier. Total goddamn bullshit. I will fight you right now, Steven Seagal. (laughs) Tell me me the time and place. I will be there. And this is where Steven Seagal finds the SEAL, the Navy SEAL magnaphone. Yes. Which gives him a direct line to the Pentagon with one... 
Did he dial a number? Apparently, every Navy SEAL magnophone has a direct have, line to the Pentagon. Uh, yeah. Which I suppose there aren't that many Navy SEALs, but then why is there a Navy SEAL magnophone just sitting on this out. boat? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Hey, look. Oh, shit. A, later in the movie. Oh, you're not going to believe what this is. <laughs> yes. It's the perfect thing yes. I need. And she's like, what is that? What is that? He's like, oh, you're such a dumb bitch. Hey, little mama. Yeah. He's such that. a dick to her, man. He is. He's like, uh, uh, well, yeah, we'll get to that at the very end. Yeah, he's such an asshole. And he's like, oh. This beautiful woman whose boobs he just saw. Yeah. He should be like, hey, you're yeah, cool. Yeah. Little... Your boobs are real nice. Yeah. Wouldn't mind touching them titties. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies. No, ladies love it when you say that. By hey, the way, hey, I know. <laughs> I think I got my wife. <laughs> Put on your Steven Seagal voice and say, "Hey, hey. I wouldn't mind touching them titties." <laughs> and the ladies are like, "Oh, hell yeah, man! We're <coughs> our, our woman viewership is about to skyrocket." <laughs> Well, it's the first movie we really got a glimpse of boobs in, I guess. Yeah, it's got us all wound that up. Weren't, that didn't belong to ducks. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't think there's a... I find females attractive. I apologize for that. Hey, you don't have to apologize for that here, Toll. You're yeah. in a safe place. Okay. Oh, we also find out part of uh, Casey Ryback's bad s- backstory is that bad intel killed his men, killed his SEAL team. Yeah. He was the leader of the SEAL team. When he got back from all of his men being killed, he punched out his commanding officer. That's right. That's so right. the captain of the ship made him the cook so that he could fill out his Finish 20 out his years yep. and get his like retirement package. Yeah. So he's basically his little special guy there. Yes. Yeah. And this is why everyone... Uh, and now we find out also, we hear some more exposition of the bad guys that they're going to sell the Tomahawk missiles with the nuclear warheads. Tommy Lee Jones says to Gary Busey, what are you going to do when you got $200 million in the bank? And Gary Busey says, I'm going to be Donald Trump in 20 years. He says, I'm going to buy the presidency literally. And then you're like, Oh it can be done, Gary. Yeah. Right. Go for it. How disappointing is that? Donald yeah. Trump did. Now look at us all. Mm-hmm. So now they're worried about Ryback, and Gary Busey has an idea. After, also, Stephen Skull blows up a helicopter with paint thinner and a grenade. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure why he needed the paint thinner if he had the grenade. Uh, the the uh, He popped a hole in a paint thinner can and tipped it so that the... Uh, grenade was underneath it so that when it got low on fuel, it'd fall over the pin to fall out of the grenade blow. Oh! So basically, it's just adding see, fuel to the fire. You even knew the explanation yeah, for that. that I, I didn't know, know, and you knew. Yep. Yes. Okay. So they're worried about Casey Ryback now because he's a tough, he's a fucking huge badass. badass. Yep. So Gary Busey's idea, because he's been called hysterical by the captain that he just murdered is uh to kill the entire crew of the ship oh, yeah. by drowning them slowly in the belly of it yeah. by opening some pipes yeah where everyone is locked in the belly of the ship yeah so gary Busey's like we're I gonna kill everyone on. and tommy lee jones who is a former uh government intelligence agent himself is like you're going to kill the crew? That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do you go from 
I get it. I mean, it's a movie thing, but at one point, both of these guys were on our team. Yeah, for a long time. And I get you're jaded and upset about things. But right. But of, now you're like, going to kill level. the entire crew yeah. of a Navy vessel just to get your money? Just to be a dick? Yeah. I, I That's that's where yeah, I lose and it also, in movies a little bit. When it's revealed, like, oh, they're, so they're... They're not just doing this for political purposes. They're they're trying to get these weapons to make money. Right. And it's like, okay, and then what do you think is going to happen to you? Well, you get the idea that Tommy Lee Jones is considers himself to be so good at what he's doing that he could run off. But how I mean, Gary guess. Busey says, I'm going to buy the presidency. Yeah, I was. Uh, they know you're on the ship, dog. Yeah, it's going to be an international <laughs> incident. Yes. Like, that's going to be the leading news story yes. for the next month. And it already is. Right. Yeah. They said, what are you going to You can so notify again, the media. So that's, Tommy Lee Jones li- literally says that. He says, you can notify the media. You can't do anything else. Because if right. anybody tries to do anything, we're going to f- kill you. And we're going to kill all these crew members. Mm oh yeah steven seagal runs like a goofball true they find a room they walk past a room and they uh, hear some dinging morse code yeah yep. he's like steven seagal's like hey y'all i think i hear some of that morse code yeah and uh jordan is like what is that what are they saying he's like they're saying get us the fuck out of here yep I'm, i hope people can guess which one of us is doing the steven seagal <laughs> Hey, let's both talk like this at the same time. Oh. And then people won't be able to tell which is the real Steven Seagal. That's true. And then Steven Seagal's like, hey, like, oh, man. I found this blowtorch conveniently this. right here. I'm going to put these uh, welding goggles on that I, I just I'm going to open this here find. door. You also know that ruffles have ridges. And hey, <laughs> if someone's trapped inside a door and you get a cutting torch, how long do you think it would take to cut them out of there? About 28 seconds? <laughs> it's like a lightsaber, apparently. <laughs> yes. You'd be there for hours cutting yes. through that. Also, why was that just sitting? I get there were people doing construction in there. So that even that, there's a valid reason for it to be there. So you get a pass. You get a pass barely, under siege. Yes, they do, but barely on yeah. that one. Uh, so now he's gathered a group of other dudes. Yeah, got a little resistance. This now. movie, uh, may be the most diverse movie we've watched to this point. It really is. Yes. It really is. Because his crew has got, well, there's several black people in this and Asian and, uh, yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, for sure. One, one human woman. Yep. <laughs> and we see your boobs. Nice. Yes. <laughs> It's uh, true though. It's it's been pretty shocking how white the movies have been that we watched. It has, and this one was not. I mean, there were main, there were significant characters. This is in the nineties. Things are changing. Yeah, in the 90s. that's true. Uh, bu- 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 so we cut to uh, evil Steve Jobs is showing people shit. Um, all of a sudden, like the computers are like starting to go out a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, something might be wrong." Yep. Everything seemed to be fine. Uh. Now they've got their crew, the little crew of other guys, and they Tommy Lee Jones points out No, no, not Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Busey, Captain Krill. He gets on the horn. Who is now calling himself Captain Krill because they're saying it's your ship now. I know, Captain and he Krill. was very excited about yeah. that, which again, is like so how long do you think this fantasy is going to last? Yeah. He's not going to be in charge of a battle. And he ship. says he says look up at the monitor. 
see what's happening here. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, we're killing it. We're going to drown everyone on the ship slowly. And somehow there's someone controlling the video signal to, yeah. to switch to a camera that's also conveniently down in the well, basement of the boat. Yeah, where bad Steve Jobs. Yep. Oh, that's right. Evil Steve Jobs yep. is probably in charge of all that. Yep. that you're right. But it's funny because this is where they show uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey. Whenever they talk to the, anyone on the ship or any of the uh, uh, dudes at the round table, like there's just a, a microphone hanging in the air that they just sit around and talk into. <laughs> yes. Like it's just, like it's, yeah. Why wouldn't that be there? Of course. Yeah. It's the house mic for the movie, basically. <laughs> yes, yes. They pull a boom mic down and go, it's can back. you hear this? That's basically what it looked like. Look. It is. They kept talking you know what's, to You want to hear a weird story, Alex? Always. Oh, well, this is kind of random, but I saw Super Troopers in the theater at the Discount Theater in Ames when I was okay. like 19, and uh, it must have, there must be discount cuts of movies. Because I watched no. this movie in the theater, and for the entire movie, you could see... There's not a discount cut. I'm telling you, for the entire movie, you could see the boom mics moving above them for the whole movie. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. You know what? This fucking guy paid three bucks for this movie. Ah, show him that shitty cut. Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, there was boom mics. You could see the boom mics above every character for the entire movie. And I was like, they got, they gave them the wrong cut of this. Oh, they gave them the man. boom mic cut. It was bizarre. That's ah, amazing. Sorry to but cut in there. But that was a great, that was totally worth it. Worth it. I it was really hard. super crazy. <laughs> the discount cut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that discount cut. There's also one of the guy, the guy with the real thick New York <laughs> accent, is like, "Hey, I just do laundry, man." So I'm not here to do. I'm not here for this hero bullshit. Because it's the guy oh, that has a yes, huge yes. crush on Jordan, right? Who doesn't? Yeah, he's like a ship. he's like a New York Puerto Rican or something. Yeah, yeah. Part and, of a diverse uh, resistance yeah. crew here. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm not cut out for this." And then he asks Erica Laniac. He they hand him a gun. He's like, "Can you show me how to work this?" I was like, you still went through basic training, man. Yeah, right. You're still in the military. Yeah. Come on. Oh, well. Uh, So they're all hanging out, and she follows Ryback as he goes off. He tells them to do some stuff, and he goes off on his own. And then she's like, I'm coming with you. Yeah. And she's like, the safest place on this ship is behind you. Right. He's like, all right, because he's whatever. Uh, There's some bad guys. They walk out. They're above the bad guys. This is a cool scene. There's a girder hanging up, a steel beam yep. tied to a rope for some reason in the middle of the room because they're going to, they got to transport the Tomahawk missiles at right. some point. I don't know if they said that yet. Not yet, I don't think. And Casey Ryback sees that knot, pulls it, girder falls. Dude oh, yeah. is straight Smashing up impaled. Him. That was a cool scene. That was I like super that. cool. This <laughs> like is why that. this movie has many things like that that happen. And then he goes down there. Casey Ryback goes down to where the other bad guys are. Yep. And this is where I was like, oh, shit. He fucking, what did he do? Stabbing. He stabs, he cuts one guy's thigh. Oh, yeah. Then he stabs that dude in the armpit. And then he like does a double times. armpit. Boom, boom. Oh. He stabs him twice. In and the I was armpit. like, ooh, these are weird places to get stabbed. You don't see it very often. And I was like, gross. Yeah. But cool. When I like I, it. When I saw that and he stabbed the guy twice in the armpit, I'm like, I'm. I had like this weird 
like something went off my brain. I'm like, I think my friends and I used to talk about that all the time. Armpit stab, like the double armpit stab. Yeah, because it was, it was, it was such a weird thing. And it, it was, was boom, boom. It was sweet. Yeah, when no. you see somebody get stabbed in the armpit. Yeah, you don't see it, that. It was it, jarring. You're like, whoa. It added a level of like kind of real. Like if you were and this see, is this is what, the thing. Steven Seagal. Yes, this is, is what I'm knife, talking about. Is a Jew, Jitsu, He's Adobe, a Jew? whatever. No, <laughs> he's a Jew. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. No. Clearly, man. probably not. <laughs> but he's like a Jew. He's like an expert in martial arts because he's stabbing people. Because when no he no fights, normal guy can do that. I'm telling. But when I they know fi- that's what I'm saying. Looks, people, I remember. I feel like it's real because it looks dumb because and it makes it cool. Does that make sense? Yes, because it looks. He also you're stabs like, Whoa, a, this, after he stabs that guy in the shoulder, and the one guy in the thigh, and you're like the thigh. Oh, he just yeah, slices he just that slices dude's thigh. thigh. Like, whoa, that's like some real shit. Yeah, yeah. And then he stabs a guy in the face or the head. Yeah, I was like, yes, right in the side of the head. Yes. yes. So if you guys are listening to this, you should watch this movie. We're ruining it's it. But definitely worth it watching. It was fun. It's if you definitely haven't, worth watching. If you haven't seen it in a long time, that was cool. Yep. Uh, the Navy SEALs are coming in helicopters. Yep. SEAL Team 5. SEAL Team 5 is inbound. Which is a real, because Obama had SEAL Team 6. Yeah. How many? Yeah. Cool. They're coming inbound. Also, by the way, earlier they mentioned they did something to the computer system and the ship. And Casey said, in about a half hour, none of the weapons are going to work. Yeah, I missed exactly Which means that what... all of the stuff we just talked about from then, which I don't remember exactly when we were talking about it. At some point in the last... But we've been talking know. longer than in real time things have been happening in this movie. Yes. So everything in this movie is happening in a very short period of time. Yes. Like... Things ratchet up very quickly. Yes. And it... I like it. No, yeah, it's an action movie. <laughs> yes. It's an action movie. This is what the 80s were just yeah. full of. Yeah. And so now the weapons are going down. And you're like, oh, shit, the weapons are going down. The SEALs are coming in. And you're like, oh, maybe they're going to be all right. The SEALs coming in, their helicopters, yep. they're probably going to be cool. Uh, too bad. Uh, the bad guys have uh, missile launchers. Shoulder yeah. missile launchers. Uh, rocket-propelled grenades, if you will. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, bummer. They take out that helicopter full of Navy SEALs, and you're like, that they're on their own again. Because Casey Casey Ryback has said to Jordan Tate, hey, those are the good guys. And you're like, Phew. If we're watching Die Hard, this is the part in Die Hard where the cops come. Yes. And he's banging on the window, and they yes. turn around and leave. Yep. This is that scene in Die Hard. It is. And there's lots. I mean... I feel like you could sync up this and Die Hard almost. You know They're I mean? very similar. Like it's kind of weird how. Probably why I like this movie so much. No, I mean, they. I mean, there was Die Hard created a new platform for action movies. Yeah, where a guy in a situation because I can't used to, help but here's the thing I used to always think about being sealed in the uh, in the Skywalk in Des Moines, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is such a clever idea, like. You have to run from all these bad guys because you're locked in the Skywalk. And I was like, oh, now I'm like, oh, that was that's just Die Hard again. <laughs> in a mall. Yeah, Die Hard Which 6. Yeah. Not in a mall, downtown. In the Skywalk. What a boring movie that would be. <laughs> you just lose each other for hours at a time. <laughs> you're just sitting in the Kaleidoscope Mall doing nothing. Where is everyone anyways? Where am I? <laughs> It'd be a night. I'm gonna go to the barber shop (laughs) and then to a lawyer. And also, why wouldn't you be able to get out of the skywalk? Like I can't break this window. 
Just kick it. God help me. Yes. Well, you're butt naked. How about that? And they're all locked. So if you break a window, you're going to hurt yourself. That would change that movie. Hope oh. California listeners are, are listening to that story. That's going to be the next hit movie right there. You know it, baby. I said baby again. So the seals are down. Now the government is like, the people at the Pentagon are like, uh, well, the seal helicopter went down. We have to do a full air assault and kill everyone on this ship. We ain't got no choice. Uh, also, Steven Seagal in this amount of time is now with Erica Laniac in another room carefully dismantling a missile. Yeah, I, that was very confusing. I'm like, wait. He's just to make another because he also had a grenade again and he makes he uses a condom and he's like doing being all careful. Yeah, he's doing some like real MacGyver shit. And then he steams this missile. There's nothing Steven Seagal cannot do. Oh yeah. Period. These yeah. The action this stars is a, of- This is a difference between Die Hard and uh Under Siege. Yeah. Die Hard, John McClane really is kind of an everyman that keeps sort of lucking out. Yes. You can uh, you can, siege, uh, you can identify with him. Yes, but but Steven Seagal is such a super above <laughs> uh, just everyone badass. He's like, well, he's like a magic man. Yes, he's such a badass. Yeah, he can do anything. He's like one of the. Uh, I can do anything. He's just like the Avengers that don't have any powers. Like <laughs> yes. why? How can? How do you guys get to be in the Avengers? Right. Oh, because you can apparently, because your superpower is you're capable of absolutely anything with no powers. And that's Steven Seagal in Under Siege. It is. Uh, so he dismantles a missile. He does a bunch of weird shit. He puts it over some boiling water, which just apparently melts the stuff inside of it. Yeah, so let's say this whole process at a minimum takes like half an hour. So you <laughs> yes. have time to sit in the middle of this boat in an crazy emergency situation yeah. like da, 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 gotta boil this water real quick I gotta unscrew this oh look how smooth my arms are <laughs> like it's gonna take a long time and there's like okay like ding like the timer goes off and you're like okay yeah. I've made my I mean, and Erica Laniac is right there watching him do all of this stuff cut to him in a frog suit going down a ladder oh, yeah. and I was like not only did he put did he make this bomb thing he's about to use that he didn't need to make because he has grenades? But maybe he did. I don't know. And now he's climbing down the side of the ship in a frog suit. I'm like, nah, man, he also... How long... It would take me a long time to get in a frog suit, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm man. A, but I'm not a Navy SEAL, so maybe... Um, so he goes down. Oh, because he's going to the submarine. Yeah. So the submarine is basically docking with a battleship at this point. To gonna, collect the missiles. The North Korea, uh, the North Korean The North submarine Korean submarine that was that supposedly sunk, sunk for sure. Basically, that Tommy Lee Jones took over. How long could you um, uh, operate a uh, submarine before you had to refuel? I, I imagine there's pirate refueling places. <laughs> Uh, fine. They go. They're like, yo ho, yo ho. <laughs> like, oh, give me some diesel. <laughs> like, all right, we got it. Uh, so yeah, and also the guy piloting one of the. There's like an old guy on the submarine. It was like, who are these? Where did you get your crew? Craigslist, I guess. No, this was in the nineties. Yeah. There was no Craigslist. There was not. Had to post newspaper ads. Yeah. So. Now Steven Seagal is at the submarine. 
the Colmini, the Irish guy, is in a bunch of movies. He's in Con Air. Yep. You see him. He was in, in Star Air. Trek: The Next Generation. He sees Steven Seagal, Casey Ryback. Yep. He's like, "There's a man. Hey, there's a man down there." Blah blah blah. And they start firing at him and doing stuff, and he goes underwater. And but then he they throw a hook down, and they keep trying to hook him. And Casey Ryback puts, or no, I don't think he puts a chunk of his suit on there. I think they actually got him because he's injured after this. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he got shot. I think it was the hook. No, he did not get shot. I think it was the hook, which now I'm realizing. Yeah. Once again. And they pull the hook up, and there's part of his frog suit on it. And they're all like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got him. As if they killed him because they got a piece of his suit. Yeah. While he swims over to the open part of the submarine the biggest and tosses his badass of all time. tosses his condom uh, grenade in there yeah swims right. away and i think that was to make the uh fuse maybe last longer so he could swim guess. away i don't know and then he blows up a chunk of the submarine yeah but the submarine isn't entirely broken there's a bunch of welders on the ship, of course, and they there's can welders probably everywhere fix it. in this movie. Oh, there's so, so many much welding equipment, so many welders. Well, God it, damn, this is the point where I was like, very, uh, "Has welding ever figured bigger in a movie than this one?" That's a good question. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this uh, this is where I was like, "There is definitely there was definitely more than thirty guys on that helicopter." Oh yeah, I mean, highly specialized. Yes. With a ton of equipment. Construction workers, guns. mercenaries, all kinds of shit going on. Also, they could pose as waiters and do a decent job long enough that people all buy it. <laughs> They're <laughs> handing out hors d'oeuvres to the crew. So that means they had to have brought the food. <laughs> yes, they did have to. <laughs> they had to bring the food, too. So it wasn't like all their all their like food cases would have would have weapons and... Tons of welding equipment. Where they, they got all these weapons? Fucking welding equipment. Yeah. So yeah, the whole thirty people. That's a deal that I that they could not explain away. Uh, so he finally he is he is blown apart a chunk of the submarine. All those guys are freaking out about that. He climbs back up onto the ship. Yes, where he's injured from the hook that it that they hooked him with, and. Uh, who comes to greet him? Is it? It's one of the more important bad guys. Oh, it's Cole Meany, right? Yes. Mm. Who was it? Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was the accountant, Cole Meany, and he's finally caught. You're like, oh shit, they got him. Finally got him. And you're like, Cole Meany's gonna shoot him. But guess what you hear? Pew, pew, pew. Which apparently she had a silent. She's the only person that had a silencer. She's a lady. Yeah. But Miss July. Miss July. She said she only had two rules. I don't kill people and I don't date musicians. And she just killed Cole Meany. Yep. And then she walks over to Casey Ryback and he's like, uh, I guess you date musicians now. I was Which like, is cool because I play blues guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know if you knew this, but on top of on top of dismantling missiles, on, on top of being able to do art absolutely anything, I also play a mean guitar. So I guess I'm more a musician than anything, really. When I'm not, when I'm not on, being a cop in Alaska, when I'm not working on my windows. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's see if I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
when I'm not working on my widow's peak, being a cop in Louisiana, <laughs> doing phony martial arts, acting terrible movies. <laughs> I also uh, play a mean blues, play a mean blues <laughs> guitar. <laughs> I look, you're like, oh, this is going great. And he's like, oh. Alex is like, oh, I forgot what the end of this was. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot how the end of this oh, works. Shit. Okay, so then Tommy Lee Jones is like, fuck it. Our submarine is partially yeah, blown up. The, like, Gary Busey insists they can fix it. The submarine can't uh, submerge. And like, fuck. So we're stuck here, basically. Gary Busey insists they can fix the submarine. Yeah. And they do. Because guess what they have? A shitload of welders. <laughs> That's right, <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> yes. Get those arc yeah. welders back that out there. That don't speak English. It, it, yeah. And the the uh, torches they're using are not attached to any giant gas tanks. They're just somehow nope. they have flaming torches. <sighs> yeah. They're lightsaber torches. Yeah, they are. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> so this is when they cut where Erica Laniac kind of looks like she's crying. And Steven Seagal kind of sounded like he was crying. What? And I was like, what is happening? I don't know. I wish you had a picture of this part because I was like, yeah, is I he know. crying? I don't know. Oh, but she when... she patches him up. Yeah, yeah. when she's like. Yeah, she's patching him up. Yeah. And we hadn't mentioned earlier that there was an old timer that got invited to the party oh, who was yeah, in yeah. World War II. Right. On maybe not the USS Missouri, but on some kind of large naval ship. Yeah, because they need to take out the submarine that is now cruising away. Right, but Tommy Lee Jones is still in the the boat, and so who and so is evil Steve Jobs. Yes. Gary Busey is on the submarine. I could yes. not figure out. For I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so Tommy Lee Jones stayed on the ship. Yes, but they know at this point that there's going to be an air assault because they. I assume they know this because Tommy Lee Jones is like now gone full on crazy. Yeah. So is Gary Busey kind yeah. of, but he's getting the submarine. They're repaired. both getting pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they get the submarine fixed yes. with all the welders. God damn. So the submarine God is on bless its way. Those union yep. welders. The submarine is on its way with some Tomahawk missiles. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, he's like, this little piggy went to market flipping switches. Oh, this yeah. little piggy came home and he's firing the two remaining Tomahawk missiles that are on the ship, the Tomahawk nukes, and he's firing them directly at Honolulu. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing coming up is where was the second missile, Alex? Oh, no, it's covered. Is it? Yeah. So this must, is when they – I didn't I quite understand notes. the part where they're like, we're loading shells in, and they're like, oh, yeah, load it up. And the, the old guy was like, yeah, we're going to load these in. And then they're... they're uh, they still have the old-timey giant uh, mortars or whatever you call yeah, those. Yeah, they're... Uh, what were they calling them? They're like spray... No, no, there's like the the star... They weren't they weren't shells. They weren't... They were just like uh, explosives, but not... Yeah, they had those. But then he also said that they've also got... They've got these old-timey actual missile things. yeah. I wish I would have wrote down. That's why I didn't were. quite understand what they were because they loaded those in. They tricked them. They, I think he was trying to figure out how to aim. They needed to figure out how to aim at the submarine. So the first one they fire 
is like a f- essentially of giant flair. Yeah, right. And, and Gary Busey's like that's all they got. Yeah, they don't have it. Yeah, they don't. But they still had from the olden days for some reason. Even though they've been using the ship for the entire time, right? For all fifty years since right. World War Two, <laughs> they're like, oh, but we do still have all of these huge shells that are actually we just leave laying around here that we can actually use which for some reason casey ryback knows how to use and the old man the old that guys was, yeah. yep now it's the old guy's time to shine yep. this is why he was part of the diversity crew earlier <laughs> yes. old white guy yes new york filipino black guy mm-hmm. white guy yep asian and guy so they fire the first one which is essentially a flare and I think they're trying to figure out the exact angle they need. Yeah, because then Steven Seagal all of a sudden has like you know like the classic like pull down periscope. You're looking yep. out. He's all of a sudden. He's in yeah, command. and this ship has he's been in command of that. They talk about the ship being in Iraq. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> and scene. Yes. So. So the nukes are going, and they said it, it will take the uh, nukes 24 minutes. Right. To get to Honolulu. So the stakes of this movie have just gone from a bunch of the crew of a Navy ship to a million people in Honolulu yeah. dying in 10,000 degrees in one minute yeah, is what the one guy says. Too, yeah. And not only that, the guy, the kind of creepy CIA guy in the Pentagon, oh, yeah. he goes, blame this on the cook. And the guy, oh, yeah. and the guy next to him goes, absolutely, because you can't blame it on the two insane guys. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. I'm like, you already have two perfectly good. <laughs> yeah, uh, the guys that actually did this, I realize one of them is kind of your fault. Right. But, and that that guy never got his comeuppance, which I totally thought he would. Oh yeah, he did not. The guy, the CIA guy that that was like in the charge, the guy, guy that tried to kill. <laughs> I, al- I almost said Tommy Morgan. Tommy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm imagining Tommy Morgan starring in the uh, in the role of Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, that would be awesome. He'd be great. <laughs> he would. <laughs> it would be a different movie. It would completely. But yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, the guy that hired him, was in charge of him, tried to kill him, is a real creep. And now he says, blame it on the cook. And that guy never gets his comeuppance. And you kind of, or at least for them to say, you're fired, something like that. And that doesn't happen. Unless I wasn't paying attention at the time. There are two Tomahawk missiles shot. Okay, blame it on the cook. Absolutely. Did we already say they blew up the submarine? Yes, but it's still operational. Oh, is it? Yeah, but now they're firing the, uh, the missiles at it. Whatever they still had left on the ship from the old times yeah. for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also enjoy that at this point, Steven Seagal is totally casual, just wearing a hoodie. Yep. I was like, I'm and down. this is actually about the third time we've seen the hoodie. He has, I'll, I would say, 18 costume changes in this yeah. movie. Like, Where is he getting all of these? lots of people do. There's lots of different yeah. outfits in this movie. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. And uh, like Tommy Lee Jones is in a tie-dyed shirt with a headband and sunglasses and then he's wearing a black sweatshirt and then suddenly he has a tie-dyed shirt on it like it bounces all around and then, all, then yeah. in the end like at this point when he's, he's back like, to his original him, costume yes, at the he end has tie-dyed t-shirt yeah. on and his sunglasses with his headband, and headband and yep yeah it's a little strange so he's fighting casually in his hoodie <laughs> tommy lee jones has finally caught up to steven seagal i don't remember exactly the t- context of this oh uh so steven seagal uh he was on a look. He was going after him or something, and like 
then the worst fight of all. There, Steven Seagal gets in a knife fight with another yeah. guy. That was with Tommy Lee Jones. They have a lengthy oh, knife fight. Yes, but before yeah. that, he gets in one with another guy and is doing all these funny oh, okay. bullshit moves. <laughs> and then, yeah, so then he's like sneaking around and like he's this great military operator and he's in the middle of a room and all of a sudden Tommy Lee Jones steps in the door and it's like, hey, buddy. I'm like, Here's a missing it. chunk of this movie. <laughs> when they're about to fight, when it's about to go down between Tommy Lee Jones and Casey Ryback, Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones says, do I look familiar or you look familiar? And they both recognize each other as if, and they say it's been a long time. Well, if Casey Ryback and Tommy Lee Jones are both as big of badasses as they're supposed to be, he didn't realize when he heard the name Casey Ryback that it was. Oh, that guy. Yeah. The super badass guy. (laughs) The biggest badass of all time. That we're like, we're like essentially the equivalent of. An opposite of right, and this is where they have the goofy, but I still enjoyed slap knife fight, which I think added realism, and you think is bullshit. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it's both. Uh, Watching it now, you're like, this is they're slapping. They're just like they're like imagine a couple people in a hissy fit doing like a doing like a T Rex arms slapping each other, slapping you know, but holding knives at weird angles. That's what it looked like. Yes, but I remember watching this originally and thinking like, "Whoa, like this is very bad." I still thought it. I was like, clearly, I mean, (laughs) Seagal is on some jujitsu shit. They both are. They had to train for this. No way. No, they're like, just move your arms really fast, (laughs) but cover a very short distance. Yeah. But the fact is, they look familiar to each other. Then we realize they both know each other. Apparently, they never exchange names. So that's fine. Sure. Fair enough. And now there's a knife fight. Fight, fight. Uh, Steven Seagal gets a little cut on his face. Yep. And then oh. they're eye gouge yep. graphic. Yep. Steven Seagal, thumb right in Tommy Lee Jones' eye. All the way in. I was like, oh, yeah. Then head stab. But right before that was the worst part of any fight I've ever seen. <laughs> what? Okay, so they both have knives, right? Mm-hmm. They both, and uh, uh, Steven Seagal has his in one hand, and he's holding uh, Tommy Lee Jones like by the throat with his other hand. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones goes to, like, he holds his knife up to Steven Seagal's face. And how does, what does Steven Seagal do? He bites. He bites the knife with his teeth. Oh yes, he does. And takes it away from his hand. And then he. Then that's when he eye gouges him. But you got. <laughs> you got a lot of. Uh, I was like, maybe. I know. I. I was totally no. into it. I loved it. If, if Tommy Lee Jones had, imagine you're, you have your arm ah. straight out with, and you have a knife in it. And someone you're fighting this person, and that person puts their mouth on the I knife. Lo- no, then you just push the dumb. fucking knife into it their mouth, and you cut dumb. their face open. Yeah, but you go. <laughs> you but he did. Yes, but what you just did right there was way more acting than he did. Right. You just you just he grit your just teeth like, and made a noise. He is he is basically like a dog taking a stick out of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> this is what yes, he did. Totally. I can't believe bullshit. I didn't write that down. Yes. That was me crazy. I loved it. Oh, Alex, it was so dumb. Yes, I was way into that. 
Then an eye gouge and a head stab. Then he, he slams right his face into a screen. It was pretty cool. And the eye gouge was super graphic. Yeah, it was. Thumb in the eye yeah. and then pulls away and it's like blood and shit. Yeah. yeah. And then fake head for the head stab. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always wonder, Alex, when I'm watching movies, especially if it's an unimportant character, and they had to build a model of that exact person uh-huh. to murder in a graphic way. Yeah. They probably had to build more than one. Oh yeah! If you were an act, if you were a carrot, a, a bear, if you were like an extra in a movie, and they were like, "Oh, we, we're gonna have to cast your body and build a model," is there a model of them in like a warehouse somewhere? Probably. Isn't that like from that would 19, be the weirdest thing from nineteen ninety? Like, oh yeah, I was in a movie once, and my head got exploded, but we had to do like four takes. Yeah, and then there was the one that just had to sit there. So yeah, my body's in a warehouse somewhere in <laughs> Hollywood. Just chilling. Or some weirdo bought it years ago. And it's yeah. Back porch. They've got it. And they really love that movie. They've got it hanging up somewhere yeah, in their right. house. That would be nutty. How many fake heads does Arnold Schwarzenegger have? Probably the most. Oh, yeah. Probably. For real. Just from Total Recall alone. Yeah. Which? Total Recall. Huh? Oh, I've not seen the original in many oh, movies. Yeah, buddy. Paul Verhoeven. Some weirdness. Uh, and I, like I said, the consequences are nuts. Yeah, we see, now we see the cruise missile. We see it flying over the ocean. Where is the second missile? I thought there were two. There were two. The f- um, You said you knew. The first one. <laughs> uh, don't hold me to that. Um, oh, Alex. There was a jet. Did the jet get the first one? I don't know. There's another jet. So did they? They the managed to get one of them beforehand. Yeah, there's a a jet, uh, Top Gun style scrambled, and I then there's it got the first one. Okay, and now there's kind of a cool sequence where there's a camera at the front or in, kind of in the center of the missile. Yeah, and it's doing like some missile POV. Yes, definitely zipping around. Yep. Yeah, it was cool, but I was like, "This is going for Honolulu." Yeah. They're very close. Where is Honolulu? <laughs> My thought it was this: uh, Why is this missile doing a lap around the yeah. island? <laughs> why is it zigzagging why is it all going over the, down the yeah. coastline? Yeah. It should just be going straight in and yes. exploding. No, uh, we got to buy some time. Yeah, <laughs> got to take a little <laughs> Zig- tour. Zig- well, I've never been to Hawaii before. I want to take a look <laughs> yes. at it. Well, let's show what this missile can do. This <laughs> missile camera. Uh, so they get the codes. They find a disc. We didn't mention the disc oh, earlier. Yeah. The disc is the key. They broke the computer, but now Casey Ryback is in contact with the Pentagon. Yep. He has this disc that nerdy Steve Jobs had. Uh-huh. Nerdy, evil Steve, evil Steve Jobs. Sorry. Nerdy Steve Jobs is redundant. It is. Uh, and they've got that, and they're calling in, like, They've got 24 minutes, but the call, they're very deliberate. Yeah. yeah. About reading the, they're like, it's, the code is. Well, you five, can't get the code wrong. Six, six. So I was like, three, okay. yeah. two. And he's like, okay, let me read that back. Yeah. Was it five? I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Like, Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes. I know this thing's a doing a victory lap around Honolulu yeah. right now, but. Yeah. Uh, so they get the code. Beep, bop, boop. Beep, bop, boop. And zoop. The uh, missile explodes. Yep. Midair above the ocean, yep. crashes in. Movie high fiving. Yeah, movie essentially over. They have won. Honolulu did not get blown up. Nope. And then somehow they uh, 
blew all the doors open. Where all the in the basement of the boat. That's right. Where all the guys were trapped. They must have found another uh, blowtorch. Oh yeah. Well, there's about eighteen of them there. There was many welders, so there must have been a shitload of blowtorches. Um. So the guys all come shooting out like a big water slide, and then everyone's back on deck, and everyone is cheering, kind of like the end of Top Gun, where everyone's like, "Yeah, we're on top of the boat. Yeah. Casey's the best. He's a cook." The hot lady is in love with him now. Yeah. That was odd because he was so a, right here. He uh, he kisses her like a real yeah. romantic kiss. Yeah. And this was just like uh, the kiss at the end of the running man. Where basically yes. these two. It's a very um, cold relationship. There's no romantic sparks. I mean, there was maybe a minimal. Mm, very, the, very minimal. And he was a dick he most of the being, time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So then he turns and like, gives this, this big kiss. And he's like, what? What? Yeah. What the fuck? Where'd that come from? Yeah. She's all into it. It's like, no, that, that makes no sense. No, it didn't make sense. Although it was an early 90s movie. And that's just how shit went down. No, I know. It was good enough. And um, now there's like a celebration, right? Yeah. So then, so uh, then, we're like, oh, okay, it's the end of the movie. You see all these long shots of the the fucking battleships. Like, oh yeah, look at the battleship. Great, cool. Then cut to uh, military funeral. Yep. On the boat. This is the funeral for the captain, Steven Seagal's close personal buddy. And he's in his navy whites. You know, he's his blue navy jacket, and he's is it blue? Yeah, the cover of this movie is him in a white navy jacket, and he's not in one in the entire movie. Then, uh, that's true. Isn't the isn't the the naval officer's uniform white? A white jacket? Yeah, They're I all can't. Wearing blue here. Are is they... he wearing blue? Yeah, right there. Yeah, and literally the cover of the DVD case is him in a white in his white dress. Right, the naval. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. I don't know. And I'm not qualified to talk about it, so I don't want to. Right. Uh, so, Me either. <laughs> um, My dad was in the Navy. Well, no, he's in the Air Force. I don't know. Good, good job, Tool. Hey, yeah. <laughs> he, but he, he could speak Russian. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think it was the Air Force, again. actually. God damn. Sorry. Um, so the scene is, uh, we see a flag draped coffin and there's two rows of people going off of it. And then in the middle is Steven Seagal saluting very sternly. Yes. And then somehow in the mil- in the military lines on each side of the casket is, uh, Jordan, the girl wearing a sailor's uniform and yeah. looking very sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Correct. she's just now a member of the Navy. Cause well, this is how the Navy honorary. works. Yeah, I don't know how the Navy works, guys. <laughs> I don't either. I really don't know. After watching this movie, I really, really don't know. So, like, that's how the movie is. Like, it's just this tight cut of Steven Seagal saluting, look like a total badass in his fucking dress uniform. And Erica Leniak in a regular sailor's yeah. outfit. So Steven Seagal's like, I'm going to go fuck that little sailor after this. <laughs> yes. Because I'm weird. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play my blues uh, guitar. The end. That's it. In the movie. Was my childhood was not ruined. This movie actually holds up decently because it takes place on a battleship. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, so it's military uniforms and stuff like that. So nothing looks wildly, you know, right? Nothing's totally out of place. George, none of Bush. the effects are the effects 
aren't that important necessarily, and they're not outdated at all. No, but he also knows the difference between when Tony Scott shoots a Navy movie when this jackass does. I, this dude is good. At, I mean, he made I'm the fugitive rough on him. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, yeah. like style wise, like yeah. oh this. This looks very straightforward. And yeah. it was a good-looking movie. They put money yeah. in it, I guess. But. It was clearly not. I mean, yeah. I think Tony Scott, a lot. this guy, aside from The Fugitive, made a lot of B action movies. Not that I would call this a B action movie, but no, it's not Top a, Gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but this, is, this was one of the best. Well, this is the best Steven Seagal movie. Although yeah. I, wanna really, I really want to watch Undeadly Ground because that's going to be hilarious. Yeah, the one is that the one with the Jamaicans? No, that's no, no. On Deadly Ground is probably a couple movies after this when he goes totally crazy Native American. He's fighting the oil full companies. on fringe. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, fringe and fur and everything. But then he turned into. I mean, you'd think he'd be like a. But he's like, isn't he like super conservative? Hangs out with Vladimir Putin, crazy person. Yes. Yeah. And currently, he's putting out about five or six movies a year. Really, and they are terrible oh i can't even imagine how bad they are just imagine whatever you're imagining you're thinking right like look up the look up (laughs) any of the trailers on youtube if you're putting out five or six movies a year period yeah i'm i'm only putting out fucking 26 movies a year i know (laughs) uh yeah my childhood isn't ruined and i enjoyed this movie uh yeah I uh I enjoyed it. Will I watch this movie again? Ah uh, maybe. I, now I'm now. Uh, I think you, started, I think that you thought this movie was going to be way worse. Uh I did. Yeah. Actually I did. It was and uh everyone uh like there's good performances all around. Gary Busey was great. Mm-hmm. Uh Tommy Lee Jones was awesome. Crazy Tommy Lee Jones is f- fun. Yeah, yeah yeah he's really good. Uh, the chick was good. Yeah and uh, of course. The master himself, Steven Seagal, was... He was really good. At, at, he was at the height of his I mean, Steven like, Seagaliness. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about before, and we started recording the podcast, and you brought up Under Siege 2. I'm like, wait, there was a second one? Like, yeah. I had completely put on that On a train. That's when he was on the train, and that's when he was wearing a fringe jacket. That's when yeah. he had gone Native American. I think that was his first, like, hey, and now I'm an Indian guy. He also used to wear, like, a black leather blazer a lot, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think now his, his look now when he's helping train Anderson Silva, speaking of the UFC, what a, that was so weird. Uh, but his look now is a giant widow's peak. His hair is like spray painted jet black. <laughs> he has a goatee. He wears yellow shooting range glasses all the time, and oh, is usually okay. wearing like a black kimono, gi, some sort of vaguely Asian outfits. <laughs> yeah, gi whiz. Gi whiz is right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So now I'm really interested. Uh, we'll have to watch the second one at some point. Yeah. I still feel like once we get our first year done, we'll just go right back over the movies and do the all the sequels, sequels in order, and they will all be much worse with a few, oh yeah, with a few exceptions. Oh yeah, I think Gremlins two might be better than one, oh, according no to our way. good friend Brandon Ream. Well, Gremlins two was his favorite movie of nineteen eighty nine or whatever year it came out. Hmm. That's all Reem for you. Shout out to Brandon Reem and the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Yeah. I uh, love those guys. Patrick, our friends Patrick Hasty and Brandon Reem have a 
podcast is along the lines of this, only they're very positive about things. Where oh really? Oh yeah. We just tend to pick dog turds apart. <laughs> yes. Bare hands on this and podcast. even if we like them, we pick them apart. You know, it's our nature. But uh, they have a fun podcast called The Nostalgia Front. Uh, they uh, do interviews and talk about. All sorts of fun things from the eighties and nineties. So make sure and check it out. Uh, they given us a couple shout outs, so we uh, have. we owe them this this much. We so. do, and they're great, indeed. Oh boy! So now this is going to be a, a first. We're going to do a live podcast uh, this Saturday, July fifteenth, nine o'clock. Lefty's live music, Des Moines, Iowa. So be there. It's going to be fun. And we've decided uh, after holding an online poll, actually surprised Which, by the outcome of this. Totally poll, surprised. Uh, the movie we're going to do is Demolition Man. Which was a last minute addition that I didn't think. I honestly didn't think any. Because with our list of movies, I felt like that was the least. Yeah. But apparently not at all. Yep. Because it got... And we're I think we're subtracting some votes from face off because we did a we did a uh yeah. reaction poll. Yeah. And because face off was the like button. Yeah, and people just like shit. Yeah, you can't it had to have some votes removed. Yeah, it was weighted. So. Yeah. And even at that, it was close. Yeah. And we'll be definitely and like all those movies that we had up there, like we will I'll I tell you what though, Footloose movies. was on the list and the people that like Footloose are like do footloose, dickheads. <laughs> I know. There's a real militant footloose yeah, out there, and I feel yeah. you. That that will be a good one, because I have not seen that in quite some time, and that was a real weird movie for me as a kid. Yeah, so I we'll, haven't seen that we'll, in a long time. We'll I remember, I remember Tractor Chicken. Yep. That was, that was very scary to me That's about all. Me too. It was like, really bothered that me. That was like the first time I think I'd I was like, why I'd would you keep going? Chicken. That's the first time I, I'd, I'd ever heard the yeah. concept of chicken yeah. before. So I, that introduced it to me. Oh, man. Are you are you footloose people getting real fired up now? I know, I know. <laughs> we'll get to it. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, so, demolition man. Yep, it's gonna be fun. It is find time to watch it. I, that. I'm have to watch that a couple times. I feel like. Yeah, I will definitely. I will probably watch it. Jeez, I need to get it. I hope I can find that on Blu-ray. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's it's a real bummer having a great big awesome TV <laughs> and having to watch DVDs. <laughs> it's really disappointing. Yeah, I feel like normally I have more to bullshit about at the end of podcasts, and I'm just like, wow, we just got to save our juice because we got another one coming right up. We Usually do. We have a two week break before we got. We had a busy weekend. This. Yep. Shows last night. Two shows yesterday. Yeah, two shows yesterday. Eighty thirty-five all weekend. For me, at least, it's tough having and a social selling, life in the summer. Yeah. I tell you what, selling ice cream. Oh yeah, and it was hot. Oh, it was and so I got hot. sunburnt. And I kind of feel like I did some damage to my brain this weekend. Well, you're pretty sharp tonight. I hope so. I apologize for taking off my barefoot Crocs because I can smell my feet. <laughs> Good. My Maybe I'm smelling on. your my feet. <laughs> There's lots of smells going on here right now. <laughs> We're not going to be able to recreate that for the live show. <laughs> no. But basically, <laughs> our goal is basically just get a couch on the stage yeah. and just set everything up just like we normally would. We can't. 
We can't change anything, but it's going to be weird to have a crowd to interact with. It is going to be really, really weird, and I keep wondering how we're going to do this. I have no idea. (laughs) I guess we're just going to do it. It's going to be so fun. Oh, man, it means we get a, let's see, what? We get to have a Sylvester Stallone impression to work on. Wesley Snipes. A Wesley Snipes impression to work on. I already have my Sandra Bullock impression. It's perfect. Oh, yeah, Sandra Bullock. I keep, I always confuse Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. Because mm. I haven't I seen I either one of them in a long Judge time. Dredd. I think Demolition Man is... A, I don't know. It's weird that Sylvester Stallone had like a sci-fi... Because he's... So, yeah. Ooh. Hey, hold, hey, whoa. Oh, yeah, I won't. Save it for the next one. <laughs> okay, I will. Wesley Snipes. Some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. It's from Blade 2. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> I thought that was Steven Seagal. <laughs> They're pretty much the same. Some motherfucker's always trying to skate uphill. <laughs> I'm a sheriff in Louisiana. Also, I play blues guitar. How does he find the time? I've had a sex slave once and gotten in big trouble for that. Ooh, did he? I think so. Oh God, he's a real weird guy. He was married to Kelly LeBrock, and I think he ruined her. Kelly LeBrock? Yeah, Lady was, in Red. Mm-hmm. Weird Science. Uh huh. Oh yeah, the Steven Seagal. Uh huh. Why, <laughs> Kelly LeBrock? <laughs> why? Why did God, you do why? that? I think that she wasn't she the 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 uh, female lead in like his one of those first movies very quite possibly how disappointing but she kind of steven seagal herself (laughs) actually maybe she just got steven seagal that's what happened (laughs) she got steven seagal hey she got steven seagal y'all oh quite (laughs) master of accents Mm. You know it. Let's see. Steven Seagal. Married to Kelly LeBrock. A lady in red. How weird is it that Kelly Le- that The amount. Okay. Gene Wilder, Kelly LeBrock, Lady in Red. We should watch Lady in Red because that is. Uh, holy cow. Why is that? I remember watching that and being like, is this a comedy? What yeah, is this movie I even? I was a kid and being really confused. Yes. Like, this is not for me. No. But I love Gene Wilder so much. Yeah, but he's in some. He's always seems dramatic, oh, even if he's in straight Gene up Wilder. comedies. Oh, he he's best. so intense. He was the best. But he's a great actor. Uh, in Hard to Kill. She was in Hard to Kill. Oh, that was his number one or number two? That was his second movie in 19. 19- oh, he's even skinnier. Hard to Kill is with Jamaicans? Um, I really want to watch the Steven Seagal movie with the Jamaicans, and I got to nail down. I'm pretty. Also, shout out to Jeff for saying that Hard to Kill was Steven Seagal, and I was like, wasn't Hard to Kill Jean Claude Van Damme? And no, it was Steven Seagal. Yep. What is isn't Van Damme in a movie with a similar name? Oh, Hard Target. Yeah. Double Team. The Uh, movie where he plays twins. We should watch a Van Damme movie. Yeah, right. Van Damme it. What would be the one to watch, I wonder, for... for... Bloodsport. Oh, of course. And I haven't seen that in 
Ooh, I haven't seen that in a hot minute. You know who was the? Uh, I'm okay. Don't don't quote me on this, <laughs> listeners. But in the sequels to Bloodsport, like the late ones, like Bloodsport three, four, like five, video ones. It was the kid. It was the guy that played Corey in Step by Step. <laughs> The TGIF show that you may have been slightly too old for. No, I know what you're talking about. But the, the guy was like, dude, yeah. yeah, I always have positive things to say, and I live in a van in the driveway. <laughs> he was in, like, the Bloodsport sequels. Oh, weird. Don't quote me on it, though. We could Googish that. Googlish? Googlish. Shout out to Emmett for me saying Googish and Googlish. <laughs> Bloodsport. Look up, what are his other fists of, no, Bloodsport is his biggest one. Are there a bunch of Bloodsports? Bloodsport, uh, and then two and three, and then Bloodsport, uh, the dark Kumite in 99. Who's in that? Uh, Not Van Damme. Have Van Damme on the on the cover? Oh, then maybe it is. Van Damme. No, he's not in it. Like it's a bunch of nobodies. Hmm. Who? Maybe I should look up step by step. <laughs> let's work back. Let's work. Yeah, backwards. we can re- reverse engineer this and Google the actor that played. Yeah, Patrick Duffy. Okay, not nah, it wasn't Patrick Duffy, nope. <laughs> obviously. Nope, nope. Nope. But where the f- Sasha Mitchell, Cody. Why is Bronson? Mm. Kickboxer. 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 That's what it is. So I wasn't, I mean, I was completely wrong, (laughs) but I was on the right track. (laughs) Yes. For all intents and purposes. Yes. Basically right. Yes. Kickboxer 3 in 92, which means when that came out. The third one was out in 92? Yeah. God damn. Wow. Also, the guy that they have the picture of that played. Are people still listening to this podcast, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, yeah. Never no, mind. We're just, uh, uh, Under Siege didn't ruin my childhood, and we should watch Bloodsport. Yes. And uh, we're going to do Demolition Man live. Maybe Mannequin pretty soon. <laughs> Probably. I think we should definitely do mannequin next. We should have, man. We we're gonna do mannequin live, but we forgot to put it on the. Uh, yeah, I know. I forgot after I put the graphic. Yeah. Up, so maybe the next one we'll do mannequin. Probably. But July fifteenth, nine o'clock p.m. Lefty's live music, Des Moines, Iowa. Five dollars. Five dollars. That's it. To see Toll and I do something that we have no idea how we're gonna do. It. <laughs> which and, is uh, this, which isn't hard, but no. Somehow, but for those of you in the audience. Please be respectful. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, take it easy, honest. <laughs> All right. The end, right? The end. This has been Let's Ruin Our Childhood. I'm Tom McGrain. I'm Alex Carter. Bye. Bye. Uh-
look at you, looking at you, shake that thing. Would you walk that walk, make you feel like a king? Ain't you pretty? I'm trying to tell you the whole world is no world. All they shaking their own baby. It's quite a show from head to toe. She got light skin and she got nice hair. She looks so good, she lovely everywhere. Ain't she pretty? To make a clock stop on the wall. Make a strong man jump and shout. Make a weak man trip and fall. She's the kind of girl make a blind man holler. Get too close, make a preacher drop his collar. Ain't she pretty? I think the whole world will be. It's a painful sight to see. Now let me tell you, she that pretty. Tell you she that pretty.